You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My gram, blur, YouTube, blur Everything I do so blurred Bet you wish you so blurred Cosplay, blurred All day, blurred Everything I do so blurred Bet you wish you so blurred Bet you wish you so blurred Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blurred Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week except last week. It's your boy Jordan, aka the Blur Vision with. Hello, guys. It's Michael. <laughs> okay, why are you being all like sultry? <laughs> because I'm your resident sex therapist. <laughs> what? Because today on the podcast, we will be talking about pussy. <laughs> I was going to be more. Classy with it. No, I'm Venom. Mm, pussy. Remember that? Remember that for Venom yes, one? Yes, I do. <laughs> but yeah, what Michael's alluding to is what we're going to be talking about in the news, which is what I guess the internet was talking about all last week. Batman does not eat the cat. He woman. Does not, he's not pet the kitty. <laughs> no. The, kid, the kitty. The kitty. <laughs> The kitty. Oh, yeah. Because that's news, Michael. That is. is. That is headline news. It definitely is headline news. Hollywood Reporter talked about it. Everyone talked about it. It was like, I've never seen so many pictures of people eating pussy on Instagram and social media that was allowed. In most cases, was allowed. Zack Snyder. I was about to say, Zack Snyder (laughs) tweeted about it. Like, tweeted about it. He posted a picture about it. I'm like, where did you... Is this what is this like some kind of superhero porn that my Zack Snyder be watching or looking at when in between movies? That's why I mean, he probably we saw Batflex ass, so he probably wanted to have it in the movie. He's like, oh yeah, this is this is the real superhero shit. But I will say, like maybe the car- comic Batman might not eat pussy, but Ben Affleck he eat, he eat ass too. Man, yeah, first of all, I mean, I guess we'll get into it in the news, but Batman definitely eats pussy. There's too many women that want him. <laughs> that he's just like, nah, I'm a selfish lover. Well, he's also rich. <laughs> yeah, but that's true too, I guess. <laughs> I guess all he really does have is Catwoman, right? I guess no Talia. And Batgirl at one time that we don't talk about from Killing Joke. There's a lot of times where he's he's hooked up with chicks and yeah. they've they've been like totally gaga for him. But he also doesn't stay with them. No. So maybe <laughs> that's why he's a single father, and that's why Catwoman divorces ass, and that's why Batgirl. I guess no, Batgirl's the one. I was like, please don't bring up the Batgirl thing. Yeah, you're right. We yeah. don't talk about that anymore. <laughs> That's not canon as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> Fucking hell. But yeah, guys, what we're talking about this week is the new episode of Loki. We've got new episodes of Minor Academia well, to discuss. Well, the latest, well, that's not going to be new. not that new anymore. Yeah, I guess since it comes out on Wednesdays, we're like a, almost half a week behind. But we're back on Mondays, so... There's that. That's the trade-off. If we if we do our podcast early in the week, then we're gonna be late to Loki show. But I think it's a trade-off that's worth it. Um, and we've also got you want to talk about in the heights, and I guess we can briefly talk about Hitman Wife's Bodyguard because I'm like, who really cares about that movie? But but we saw it because we got a screener for it, and there was like ten people in the theater when we saw it. So pretty much. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, we, we love musicals, so we gotta talk about In the Heights a little bit. I know you're gonna have words about the the colorism controversy that's been going on with that, which is like, man, you can try and be diverse, but not diverse enough, I guess. <laughs> and as an Afro-Latino myself, I understand the controversy, but you gotta imagine that for somebody that, like behind the scenes, it's like, yeah, we're representing people that haven't represented before ever. And it's like fuck, we didn't do it right. <laughs> when I was just that, like I take and I, I take my cues from like Afro Latino people, and then people that are like Frankie who lived in the Heights, and she was like, "This movie doesn't because it's it's about a specific place. It's not like it's a fictional city. It's about Washington Heights." Hmm. And she's like, "Yeah, it doesn't even look like like I mean, the people most that of live in the people that live in Washington Heights." It's not even filmed in Washington Heights for the most part. It's like filmed in parts of like Brooklyn and shit like that. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, it's, if it's about the specific place, at least make it look like the people that live there. I mean, <laughs> like, even the what's his face, the guy who's not. There are also people that live there that look like that, though. And that's no, like, there are people that look look like that yeah, too. Yeah. But it's like, but that's all they showed. Yes. And I'm not saying that there's not a an actual reason for the controversy to exist. It definitely is. This is kind of like a extension of the Seinfeld issue where they have like, <laughs> we're the land, we're in New York City, but there's no black or brown people in all of Seinfeld. This is a less extreme version of that, but it's the irony in this situation where they're specifically trying to be more diverse, but it's like, they're still like, not diverse enough, bitch. And it's like, damn, son, we can't do nothing right. Even like Usnavi, he's Dominican. Anthony Ramos isn't Dominican. I mean, again, I understand the controversy, but it's still the irony of like, you can be diverse, you can be woke, but it's never woke enough, motherfucker. <laughs> um... But yeah, so we've got that, and we've got, I think the most important thing we should be talking about is Loki. But before we get into all that, we've got a lot of emails and iTunes reviews, because of course, the one week we take off, that's when we get bombarded with iTunes reviews. Um, and thank you. Thank you guys for finally uh, coming through with those reviews, because it does help our ranking in iTunes, and it does help show show us some of that love, you know? And also, with this being a sex-positive episode, Jordan and I are recording in the dark. Sex-positive? <laughs> The fuck? We're gonna talk about yeah, we already know sex positive episode <laughs> where we're gonna we're we're recording in the dark right now because I had uh, I turned off all the lights because I saw some flies flying around I have a bug zapper and they're attracted to you know they're attracted to light so I had to turn off all the lights so they can go straight to the bug zapper so if you guys hear any popping like a Gatling gun <laughs> that, those are the bug that's the bug zapper um okay so let's start with iTunes reviews. First iTunes review comes from Super Iron Halo. Quick review to lift your spirits. Hey Jordan and Michael, I know you said you didn't want active listeners to review again, but I figured this would help in some way and maybe lift your spirits. But I also wanted to say really quick something I didn't have enough space for in my email that I've now finished all of LDNR. Wait, what? LDNR. I've now finished off LDNR. So stand by saying season two is great. The fuck is LDNR? I'm literally here <laughs> trying to think LDNR and season two is great. I stand by saying season two is great. And yes, Michael, I have seen shapeshifters now. Lesbians drink rum? What? <laughs> drink and rum? Because it's an and. Oh, and. Uh, but I didn't at the time. I sent that last email a few weeks ago. Oh, love, death, and robots. Love, death, and robots. <laughs> there we go. Oh, season two. There you go. Okay. It, We're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, piece that together like what the fuck. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. Oh, wait, let me sit this way so I don't create any uh, interference with my phone and the receiver. Um, da, 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 da. As far as my opinion on the drowned giant, yes, y'all just didn't get it. 
we're, we're too stupid. Uh, y'all didn't get it still, shaking my head. I personally saw the concept art, or the concept as overall metaphor of how we treat nature, specifically prehistoric nature. Didn't I say that? I don't remember. I thought it was like the commodification of death and like the same way we will we'll mount heads of dead oh, animals. Yeah, you did, you did say that. Yeah, it's the same thing. Uh, like one day like if one day a little dinosaur from the sea washed up dead on the shore or if someone finally found a Sasquatch in the woods it rocked the scientific world and it did also draw a crowd who at first would be cautious but would then play on the giant like they did over time as well the novelty wore off and the giant was faded away in the obscurity then the pieces just scattered everywhere and there was debate whether the giant even existed at all much how someone could have a Tasmanian tiger stuffed in their living room passed on for ages and yet people will debate whether they existed or do exist uh, or do exist now but there's solid proof in my opinion it was just sheer poetry and almost a love letter to fans of cryptids and cryptozoology like me okay that's an interesting angle I didn't think of it that way specifically like cryptozoology type of things where it's like it could be something that there's little proof of it but just because it's been like so long people don't remember where it originated from or if it even really existed if it was something that was faked yeah like the dodo bird yeah or to quote joker you wouldn't get it joking take care guys see you in my email all right thanks to brian halo and like you made yeah. you made a really good point that's I, that's true I, I mean i got that but i was just like i don't get it <laughs> <laughs> i get it but yeah, i don't get it <laughs> i get it but i don't get it like what's the <laughs> and I, I also I, I i mean i get it but it doesn't necessarily mean it's an entertaining episode yeah that's what i was you know yeah, what I mean? like, like, it wasn't inter- like at least for me yeah for him obviously it was because cryptozoology is what he's into and it's like oh that's fascinating but for me it was just like all right is it gonna get up and start walking yeah, around like, <laughs> Is it gonna smash? Is it gonna smash people? Like, what's the twist? Is it gonna eat people? Like, yeah. Are they all tiny and he's he's normal size? Like, that's what my head was at. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying, man. Uh, next iTunes review comes from uh, Ray three eight two three. Also five stars. Friends in my head. I love tuning in to these guys. I feel like they are friends of mine sitting around chatting about all the awesome shows. Whether I'm working out, pretending I'm working at home or on vacation. This podcast always makes me smile and laugh and shout back at my phone. Uh, also, the pressure to stay up to date on my shows and movies because of these guys is real. Really? Because we barely had pressure on ourselves. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> the pressure. <laughs> we were like, hey, what would you watch this week? I don't know. What you watch this week? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Same. All right. <laughs> Uh, lol if I'm lucky I'll run into them at a con and get into a fanboy out in person one day yeah man if you ever see us at a con we'll totally be up to debate with you about whatever con what is that (laughs) if we do those again it's been so long (laughs) I mean everything's open again and your comic con's open this year so it's probably gonna end up happening but it's also half they're not letting it which I'm also like how do they how do they choose like how do they choose who goes yeah I mean, the same way they do, do all the time. I guess they just limit the number of tickets they make available. Which is like, I, I don't know, it'll be interesting to know what will be more of a throttle. The amount of people that still want to go despite there being, you know, a, the pandemic, we're coming off the heels of pandemic, or does the limited number of spaces correlate to the amount of people that don't want to go anymore because of the p- pandemic? Like, will it be a, a tighter squeeze with people trying to get tickets, or will it be an easier time getting tickets? You know what I'm saying? Probably, I, I feel like it'd probably be a harder time, because if, limi- if they're limiting the uh, tickets, now everybody's like, oh, I need to get mine, I need to get mine. But do you think that demand is still there? 
considering we've been locked down for over a year, like people, people are acting. People don't give a fuck. Well, not even just that, but people are acting up now. Now that, now that they can go out, like what? Have you been paying attention to the numbers of like theater, like uh, box office and stuff like that? Is it back? To, is it getting to the place where it's almost back to normal? I've been or? paying attention to box office. I'm just talking about just for me being at work. Mm, okay. I was talking about what I see out in the world. Like, like people, people don't wear masks. People are acting up. Yeah. So, New York Comic Con that opens up, the people are gonna be like, "Oh yeah, I want to go." We have I haven't gone to a con in over a year. Like, mm. yeah, I walked into a convenience store the other day with the mask on, and everybody in the convenience store looked at me like, "Why are you wearing a mask?" You know, we yeah, don't that's, have to that's, anymore, that's right? how it. Like, I see people now like not wearing masks, and I mean. There's a point. I don't. I don't wear a mask when I'm like by myself. Oh yeah, when you're by yourself, for sure. Yeah. But like, even in a convenience store with like ten people in there, I'm like, that's still ten people. I don't know you people. Like, <laughs> but they're like, you know, COVID's over, right? Uh, CDC said so. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, I don't care. You might have fucking the flu, or the you might have COVID twenty. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Because even with that, like, even if they say, oh, mask, I mean, what you have, mask and not get, like, I haven't gotten sick. And I'm not talking about COVID, just mm. sick, period, like a cold. Mm. Haven't really got, gotten that since wearing a mask. I'm like, even beyond COVID, even 20 years down the line, I'm like, fuck it. I'm still wearing, wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, next iTunes review comes from Desmond Does five-star review stay nerdy this is a podcast i listen to every week one of the best things about it is that they have the time stamps in the notes so i can skip spoilers until i can catch up i love to write a longer even more loving review but i have a job too thank you for the laughs and insight thank you desmond um yeah and if people know yeah there's time stamps to each of our sections of the show in the itunes descriptions um even though that doesn't help most people avoid spoilers because Michael spoils things all the time. <laughs> so do you, bitch. Uh, uh, not as much as you. <laughs> you got a whole person emailing you about spoiling, what was it, Man of Steel or whatever? It was so long ago. I'll never let that go. <laughs> I'll never let that be gone. Like, God damn it. Uh, next iTunes review comes from Oat Mill. Uh, five-star review on the way to 300. Yeah, we're actually at 289 ratings so far. Uh, if you're in search of a podcast with diversity and inclusivity at the forefront, you're in luck. Jordan and Michael are great hosts that cover a range of topics that appeal to multiple audiences. Though they mainly speak from the perspective of the black nerd, Jordan does an excellent job of trying to remain unbiased, which makes the banter between himself and Michael, who often speaks from a biased standpoint, lol, <laughs> uh, all the more great. Yeah. Uh, thank you for appreciating my, I'm trying to be the, the voice of... Of blah 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 <laughs> yeah the fox news of the podcast <laughs> fear and balance um both of you gentlemen are greatly appreciated from a long time listener first time reviewer thank you for coming back no problem oatmeal we appreciate you for writing in um and our last itunes review comes from ramen hibachi it's a five-star review video games i was wondering if jordan has a ps4 no no uh if not he needs to get one so he can play spider-man and miles morales Psh, man does he might even care point, yeah i'm like at this point he might as well get a ps5 yeah right i'm um, both on ps5 i'm almost willing to buy him one word <laughs> say less <laughs> man if someone gifts me a ps5 of course i'll play those games i'm you like kidding? spend money on charity like not, i am not, charity no not him <laughs> wow wow meanwhile if he said oh i'll buy michael ps5 people like hell yeah bro no, i wouldn't i'll be like i think i appreciate i appreciate it but i can buy my own I, I, <laughs> no i need charity please help i'm poor <laughs> thank you uh i spent 10 grand on unworthy receiving <laughs> gifts is like on the bottom of my love language that's on the top of my love language, so please help me. <laughs> I've invested so much in other things. 
Um, also, have you guys kept up with E3? It's been garbage since 2012, but one game that caught my interest was Gotham Knights, where you play as the Bat Family. Oh, yeah. Is that connected to Arkham at all? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Uh, I've seen that trailer a while ago, but I didn't see. I didn't watch E3. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't hear anything good. Either. I didn't hear anything good about it, so didn't. I didn't really have any incentive because, like, I didn't. I'm like, oh, this trailer can't. This trailer came out for this. Like, I haven't seen anything about it on the internet, so it just told me mm. that there was nothing to pay attention to. Got you. Uh, There's a Guardians of the Galaxy game and a Black Panther DLC as well, but those look trash. Wait, for what? For Gotham Knights is Guardians of the Galaxy? No, I think it's for Nintendo Switch. Oh, okay. Last thing, what does Michael think of Mass Effect if he's played it? I played Mass Effect. I hope this game franchise gets the Netflix anime treatment or HBO Max series soon. Did you see did you watch? I mean did you watch? Did you play Mass Effect? I have the new uh Mass Effect Legendary and uh I haven't touched it since I've been at work, so a month. Have you played wait, what's the legendary? Is that the third it's game just, or all of them? No, it's just a remaster of the first three games with some added There's more than three? I thought that there was only a trilogy. Just, or was there I, more I said like, the first well yeah uh Mass Effect Andromeda was like four. Was that a spinoff or something? Kind of, yeah, it was like a spinoff, but I okay. never played it. Well, I played the first three games. Um, I've only played the uh, first... No, I've only played two and three. I never played uh, one because it didn't come out for PlayStation. It was only for Xbox. Mm. I don't have an Xbox. So I jumped on two and three. So technically, this is like my first experience with part one, but I haven't touched it since I've been back at work. So I mean, if you play two and three, you basically got the gist of the story. Yeah, I got I got the gist of the story, but still, like so to what, actually see part one and play it, and, and you you keep the blue girl alive. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Don't kill or not. Actually, no. The first game is a choice between. Um, those two human characters, I don't, the girl I don't, and the guy. I don't, I don't know. Whatever. But Did I you do, like it? I do know for the first, I'm nowhere near close to beating it, but I don't like the shooting mechanics. For the, for no, the it's one. it's more RPG than it is shooter, third person shooter even. Well, not even just third person shooter or RPG. Like, it's just, I feel like the shooting was better in part two, if I remember correctly, than it oh, was. Oh, for sure. Yeah. One was the first game, so they didn't have yeah. like the, and even the, even when it got to like the third game, it wasn't like, like I play that game for the, the shooting aspects, you know? It was just like a... It was just the sci-fi setting yeah, of it. Yeah, and the story. Yeah. Um, wait, so what did you think of it? Well, I just said I haven't beat it. <laughs> well, you I still played 2 and 3, right? So you beat you beat Mass Effect's third game. That's the end of the trilogy. Well, I'm assuming they're talk, specifically talking about Legendary, though. Oh, so just the first game. Well, no, it's all three of them, but it's remastered. Wait, what did he say? Did he specifically say that? Last thing that Michael will think of Mass Effect if he's played it. I mean, he just says Mass Effect. No, and talking well, about the franchise overall, so well, talking about the franchise. I mean, I, I like those games. I liked it too. I think the ending was kind of weak. Uh, yeah, the ending sucks after yeah. all that build up, and then you get this ending. Choose like, either you kill all the robots or you become the robots. <laughs> it's like, uh, what'd you choose? Um, I think he died. Shepard? I think my shepherd died or whatever. I don't remember. I th- does he die either way? I think he dies either way. Right? I think so. It's just whether or not you let the universe, if you destroy all the synthoids in the universe, or you make everybody like a synthoid human hybrid in the universe. I didn't, I didn't make them a hybrid. Oh. I made everybody a hybrid. I was like, peace. <laughs> there will be, well, it was because like the whole time it felt like the message was not all synthetics are bad, and there are advantages of being synthetic. So I was like, all right, well. So you're a robot supremacist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because uh, in the second or third game, you meet that Legion synthoid. 
No, I think at the, the like, uh, if I remember correctly, like you destroy, you get to destroy all the Mass Effect relays or some shit. I think I destroyed the Mass Effect relays. Mm, okay. It it ultimately didn't matter. It's basically the same ending either. Way. Yeah, like, yeah. Ultimately. <laughs> but yeah, great, great concept, and it would, I think it'd be really good as an anime or a live action show for sure. Like in that world, because basically Star Trek. <laughs> the budget would have to be crazy though, like more than a lot of shows, I would think. But they have a live action Star Trek out right now, don't they? Is this Discovery still a thing? Isn't that the same? Wouldn't it basically be the same kind of budget as a Star Trek show? I mean, maybe. Well, Discovery is like. Still in the space. Alien planets. Aliens. Because I'm like, I'm thinking, like, like Discovery. If, uh, Grant, I don't watch it, but I'm like, doesn't Discovery, though, just mostly take place on the ship? I don't think so. From the little bit I've seen in here in passing, what? <laughs> I don't know. Both of us don't have. We have no idea. So <laughs> let's just assume that yeah, it's sci-fi as fuck. <laughs> All right, let's get into emails. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me wanna wag my tail. When it comes, I wanna well. Uh, first email comes from Michael Emerson. Uh, Superman Lois. Guys, I know I just left an email, but after watching the latest episode of Superman Lois, you guys have to watch and review. I don't know how a show on the CW keeps getting better and better every day, but it keeps doing that. Please, guys, review it next week. Thank y'all, and always stay nerdy, my blurdies. And I was telling Michael... the grain of salt. Well, I was telling Michael before the podcast started that I, I've seen... Again, YouTube keeps recommending me clips of everything from the CW because it's like, watch, watch. We know you used to like the show or this the, the, this network. Watch. <laughs> so I've 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 seen clips of what's been happening in Superman and Lois, and it, from what I've gathered, they've revealed that um uh that the guy that we thought was just the generic Lex Luthor stand-in, the British guy, something Pierce. I forgot his name. You know what I'm talking about? The only kind of villain on that show. Lex Luthor, the not Lex Luthor? Yeah, yeah, the not Lex Luthor. Turns out he was Superman's brother, and they did like a whole backstory where it was like... Wait, the black guy? No, no, not the black guy. Not No, not that Lex Luthor guy. Wow, I forgot. There actually is Lex Luthor in that show. No. Um, remember the white guy that was like, uh, Lois was investigating him because he had that business oh, that yeah, was yeah, tied yeah, yeah. to all the Kryptonians uh, showing up? I can't think of his name. Something Pierce, I want to say? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Point is that guy who was behind all the Kryptonians, um, all the all the people getting Kryptonian powers. He's actually Kal-El's brother, and it reminded me of um, that Justice League Gods and Monsters, where it was like a thing where uh, uh, Val's uh, what's his name? Fuck, uh, Zod was uh, imprinted on Kal-El's mother to make that kid. Rather than it be Kal El, was like the Mexican version of Kal El, mm-hmm. something similar. Where and it's kind of like Man of Steel, where they they imply that um, Kryptonians pair off, like there, but there's no love. It's just you, whoever your parent with, that's who your who your mate is. Yeah. So she was Kal El's mother was paired with another person before she met Jor El, and them having a paired kid is Superman's half brother. So he was, and when. Jor-El was like, oh shit, uh, Krypton's gonna explode. The other guy was like, oh shit, for real? I'm gonna believe you, and I'm gonna send my kid to Earth before we send your kid to Earth. And then, yeah, 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 a kid, a, a, not a baby, but a child, like, I would say like 10 years old. Was, so basically Kara. Basically Kara was sent to Earth before 
Kalo even got to Earth, and he was like tortured by humanity, and he hates humanity. So he decided one day to resurrect Krypton on Earth. That's what he's doing with the people getting Kryptonian powers. It's actually he's he's reincarnating Kryptonians in the bodies of humans. So there's there's a point where I was even watching a clip of Kal-El's mother was in the body of some other person, and he, she was talking to to Clark. And I was like, okay. But how does that work? How does that work? How does he, how is he bringing people back to uh, life? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that much science. I didn't. I didn't see those clips. They didn't explain it. <laughs> I just know what the plot is. Um, and yeah, it became in the last episode. There was a standoff between Clark and his brother, and they they like a fight or whatever. And of course, of course, his brother's stronger because why? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean. <laughs> That kind of saves the very Smallville plot of there's more Kryptonians or people with Kryptonian powers are the villains, kind of. Because at least now there's a reason for it. Like, okay, well, it's not just humans that get Kryptonian powers. They're actually Kryptonians being resurrected in humans. All right. But even that wasn't enough for me to be like, oh, this is interesting. I'm going to watch the show now. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's interesting, but I'm not super like blown away by that like are you intrigued by that at all or no (laughs) no, that's what i'm saying like (laughs) but i feel like if it was an actual intriguing plot if i describe it to you you'd be like oh wow that's pretty dope i want to watch it now but even now you're like you're on your phone like yeah i don't really care (laughs) i'm getting news (laughs) but still (laughs) it didn't it didn't pique your interest at all but i mean I am gonna watch it just because I want to give the first season of that show a chance. At some point, I'm probably gonna binge it when the season ends, um, and then I'll do like a recap review with you. But I don't know. I just wish, even though it still looks good, I'm be honest. Even the clips I've seen of the recent episode of him fighting his brother, like I'm starting to see the pattern of oh, okay. The 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 CW pattern for this show is they'll have conversations to have exposition and then Clark will go oh I hear danger and he'll fly off to a green screen like area where where him and someone else will talk on a green screen for a little bit and then they'll fight on a green screen with like their their, their man of steel flying fight choreography and like it ranges in how good it looks the last fight I saw was on, in daylight and it did not look as good as the nighttime fights that we've seen I'm like I guess that's to be expected because it's daytime on a TV show CG, CG budget but still it wasn't like a wow this still looks fucking amazing it was like ah now I kind of see the budget because this is not man of steel level at all <laughs> it looked like they are pushing each other on a green screen rather than it looked like I don't know an epic battle between two gods you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah but anyway yeah we'll, we'll check it out uh michael emerson uh next email comes from danny villa senior uh it's a lot nah hey what's happening y'all it's me your boy danny back from the dead i'm not having written in the podcast in a while but we's back speaking of back from the dead where's jacob <laughs> He abandoned us. Yeah. <laughs> Deku is a lot. And it's so funny because in Danny's email, it's all my. <laughs> so Deku is lost. He he got too many new quirks, so he's off. <laughs> well, he, he's stuck in that quirk dimension. Yeah. Uh, yeah, where are you, Jacob? Right in, man. Where, where, where you at? You listening right now? 
Or you're not even here. <laughs> no, he's not even listening. <laughs> um, da, 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 da. There's no real reason for this email other than to say that I miss y'all. And since I'm most, I work mostly every day and also deal with school, I can't continuously listen and email y'all like before. But I will be trying my best to email at least every other week. Keyword, try. I, I understand. But anyways, y'all have a few recommendations for you guys. Oh, I have a few recommendations for you guys uh, to possibly review in the podcast. I don't know what others recommended some of these to you on the podcast before or not because I ain't caught up. But if they have, then you should really go and watch them. And now, without further ado, here's the list. Tokyo Revengers. I watched the first episode of this, actually. Uh, Brother's Show is amazing. What is that? Um, it's, 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 it's kind of weird. The first episode was um, a kid hates his life or not even a kid he's like a young adult hates his life regrets his childhood he wishes things could have been different but oh no he he regrets his current life but he thinks idealistically about his childhood and is like wow i think the best time of my life was back in middle school and then he overhears that a girl that he used to date in middle school was recently killed um in his old neighborhood and he's like wow that sucks i i, I really cared about her um, but oh well. And then something happens where he uh, saves someone's life, but in the process he ends up dying, or he thinks he dies, but then he wakes up in the body of his young self from middle school, and he realizes that he's been transported to the past. And it, it, I guess the idea is to correct his mistakes, because at first, it's, but it's interesting the way that he hates his current life and then you think the trope is like okay he's gonna go back to a time in his life where he he loves his life but then when he goes back to the time in his life it makes you realize like you don't actually remember what your life was like years ago like a decade plus ago like you have a vague recollection but you don't actually remember the details so when he gets transported back to his his former life he's trying to put together at first he thinks he's dreaming but he was like wait this is is this real okay where was i on this day what's happening he didn't even remember what the events that were happening on that day were so his friends like tell him like hey let's go hang out at this place we go fight some people because kind of like ruffians like like young thugs mm-hmm. so he's like wait we, we did get into a fight this day but what happened and you would think like you're like man what i would totally remember what happened in my life then you go like actually i don't remember the day in day out of most of my life so i think it was just a cool twist that like even though he thought he loved his life when he gets when he gets transported back to his original life or back to his past life it ends up being the worst day of his life in that that time period of his life and he's like man i fucking forgot about this this fucking sucks this is the beginning of like the worst time of my life which is the whole reason why i moved away i i i tried getting my own like my own life started and my own job and you know he hates his job later in life but it's just so funny that what he thought was like the best time of his life when he gets sent to that time of his life he's like no actually this time sucked too life just sucked <laughs> so and that's then, real life too like a lot of people are like oh i wish i could go back to being a kid again and it's like do you really yeah. yeah 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 you forget all the bad things yeah and just remember the good parts of those life like every life so then he he kind of has the idea of like you know what i'm gonna do things differently and he kind of stands up for himself and he he tries to prevent the death of that girl that he liked in middle school he goes to visit her blah blah blah, blah. so at the end of the episode you find out that he didn't die and in fact what he did in the past had an effect on his life so things are slightly different um 
and it seems like the premise of the whole series is he's going to keep going back in time until he, he gets it right, quote unquote, and is actually able to fix things. And the, the main the main mission right now seems to be to change the past enough so that the girl he liked in middle school doesn't get killed in the present day. Because even though he changes the past when he comes back to the present day, um, and he, he specifically tries to save her. He changes some things, but she still dies. So he's like, fuck, now what? So uh, they don't really go into like in that first episode they don't like show him going back to the past again but it seems like that's what the premise is gonna be so it's it's, it's interesting it's it's not what I thought it was gonna be either I thought it was gonna be more of like an action thing but it seems more like a I don't even know a drama drama slash comedy I guess dramedy dramedy yeah um it's so good I recommend it ten out of ten so I'm. So I'm a spider, so what? The isekai. Oh, these are both isekais. Basically, when you die and you go somewhere else. but uh, Or you transport to some other world. But I heard about this one, too. God. Da, 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 da. The hype is also good. Uh, spider, so what? The isekai I didn't think I like, but fell in love with. The show really reminds me of that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Watch that, too, if you haven't. Which I haven't seen. Me either. Uh, but it's also very different where the main character has to work hard and grind for her power instead of eating something to become powerful uh, I guess that was a jab at My Academia <laughs> really recommend 9.5 out of 10 To Your Eternity oh, I heard that was good too I haven't watched that though now this show is something bro a few episodes in and it had me tearing up oh wow this show is most likely too anime of spring 2021 if not anime of the year oh maybe he meant anime of spring uh 9 out of 10 well y'all that's all i got for now maybe next week i'll email again for other reasons but now to end we're off at the question of the week do you think that in the madness of the multiverse wanda could become sort of like a villain and ask agatha for help to get her children back or would it have a totally different villain well that's it for me guys see y'all next week maybe stay nerdy my blurries and go beyond plus ultra and all might picture um I remember I mentioned before that the rumor right now is the villain is going to be Shuma Gorath. Yeah, man. These emails are all long. We got another long email coming up next. But I don't think Agatha's going to be the villain. I'm really curious to, to see how much the TV shows will play into the movies just because I'm wondering if they're going to go the route of the MCU movies and go like, well, if you you have to assume, we, we assume you've seen the show. Or are they going to try and recap the show's events a little bit in the movies to catch other people up to speed? Or is it going to be like, fuck it, throw it in the deep end? I don't know, we'll see. Yeah, because I was going to say, we, we, we had no movie yet. And then, I mean, the movie, that first movie that we're going to get is Black Widow, but that's yeah. was supposed to come out before these shows. So mm-hmm. they won't. I mean, the closest we're probably going to get, because there's rumors that, uh, what's her face? Contessa Valentina Fontaine, she's supposed to be in it. Sorry, I'm looking at our next two emails, and they're both long. And I'm like, bro, I wanted to get out of these emails soon. <laughs> it's already, we're half an hour in. And plus, we haven't recorded in a week, so yeah. it probably wouldn't be. <sighs> I just know that I'm going to read through all these emails now, and then next week we're going to have no emails. And so we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. There's too many, bro. Like, look, literally. Look, look at this. Look at this. Look at, somebody come look at this. <laughs> look, here's from Nick Hidalgo. Okay, here's the next one. Here's from Xavier Sutton. Okay, here's from Elliot Howard. There's more. Well, that, that's the longest one. <laughs> that's the longest one. Um, uh, this is Daniel. Okay, Daniel Griggs. You've 
Right, well, that's not that's, that's not one. bad. You can, you, it's can not read, bad. you can read that one. Okay, I'm gonna save Jesus Christ. That's not because of how long it is. It's because of how hot the girl in the picture that this email is sent is. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna save our long emails for next week. So, Nick, uh, Elliot, and Xavier. You guys are being pushed to next week, but don't worry. I'm going to read these emails. I'm saying it now, and I'm reiterating it out loud again. You're going to forget. No. <laughs> I'm also holding you accountable, so you have to remind me. You already know. I'm going to forget. <laughs> I, for- I forgot already. Oh, my God. All right, so our next email is going to come from Snake Bob. Uh, Static Comics. I'm happy that the... Mo- have you read those yet? I read... That's only... You say those. It's only one. <laughs> oh, so you read that one? I read Static, yeah. Oh, I haven't read it yet. Uh, I'm happy that the Milestone Universe is coming back, but it's just not the same or good as the original. First, the new static design is terrible. Oof. And I hate what they've done to his hair. Second, they changed his origin from a gang war to a Black Lives Matter protest. I own a couple of the original comics, and compared and compared to them, it's just trash. I'll buy the new one to support, but personally, it's not hitting me like it used to. P.S. I'm going to drop some more Jay Cargill love. I think she should play Storm. She has the look. And this is why I was saying, oh my God, too. That bitch is fine. Wow. Muscular as hell, but fine as fuck. Look at that ass. Look at those muscles. Jesus. But can she act? I don't That's care. <laughs> you know what she can do? Crush me with those thighs. That's what she can do. <laughs> But anyway, uh, how do you feel about? Cause I have no point of reference. How do you feel about the first issue of Static? I mean, um, I'm not a big fan of the, like the uh, the like. It looks very cartoony. Like it's it's more cartoony than I would have liked in terms of like the uh, the arts the art style. Uh, let me pull it up real quick. I've seen the art style because I follow the guy that does the art, oh. Nicholas Nicholas, Nicholas Draper Pre- Ivy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's way more it's way more cartoony than I would have liked, and um, I mean overall I liked it, but yeah, there's certain things like, like what? <laughs> I was like cer- certain lines. I was like, oh, I don't know if black people would talk like this. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, no, are we in Twitter dialogue? What's the what's, what do they say? Like like uh, there's one moment where Static's talking to Hot Streak, and he's like, "Don't bring your mess over here, Francis." And I'm like, "What? Yeah. Don't bring your mess?" Yeah. I feel like that's an older uh, slang, right? Probably. We're old. We should know. <laughs> yeah, not that old. Don't bring your mess over here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, and it, I mean, it looks nice. I'm not saying it doesn't look nice, but I'm like, it's, it's a little very stylish. Yes, yeah, so I'm like, it's a little too cartoony for me. Like, it looks more manga. I wouldn't even say cartoony is the right word. It looks it's, more manga. Yeah, manga maybe. Okay, I mean. I mean, yeah, his hairstyle, like, that hairstyle does not exist in real life. Actually, that's not even true. Heavenly Controller on uh, YouTube kind of has a hairstyle like that now, but to be fair, it's a very pretentious hairstyle. <laughs> like, it's very, look at me! <laughs> he doesn't look like an everyman anymore, like or like a kid that I can see being an average kid. He looks too cool for that. <laughs> like, is, is Static more cool in this? Um, they haven't really gotten to his, like, High school, like what? You, you only see you only see him in high school for like a brief second, and everybody. Okay, but it's the first issue, so they should set a baseline for what his personality is. Is he cool or not? Is he a loser or like what is he? No, he. I mean, he's cool. So everybody, yeah, everybody knows who he is. Oh, so they made him cool kid. And he also knows martial arts now. So what? Yeah, that's just a lame way of trying to explain how if they want him to do cool action scenes. I liked him being like the average, like. So yeah, so yeah, you see him kicking, doing a 
A CEAH kick. Okay, to that's straight up fucking my academia. That is shoot style. Are you yeah. kidding me? Like yeah, you've got the lightning like it's like oh shoot style. <laughs> uh someone's calling. I know. So he's like thank Oh it, it moved it. It it switched the the image. Oh. So he's like, yeah, thank you, Dad, for all the martial arts training. That's whack. Yeah, it makes it less it right here. That's not as Okay, guys, guys, here's 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 storytelling 101. You want your superheroes to earn their power. You know why Deku's so endearing? Because we watched him go from he couldn't fucking lift a five-pound weight to now he's doing these things. We were giving him literally shoot style in the first issue. Where's the growth gonna come in? Well, he said it says he's rusty. <laughs> he's rusty? He's doing a full ass roundhouse kick to my man's face right there with a lightning kick. <laughs> what? Does he already have his powers at the beginning of this and the, the bang baby stuff is a flashback? Because he got he he gets his powers in the zero issue. So in this first issue he already has his powers. Did you read the zero issue? I didn't read the zero issue. Oh, okay. How'd you feel about the Black Lives Matter? Well, yeah, even with this, like he's able to, like he's 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 dodging Hot Street. He's able to create like an energy force field. I don't like this. <laughs> like I'm already just from these panels. You really thought that weak flames stood a chance? He's your rival, and if anything, I you're not the underdog anymore. We're talking smack like this in the first issue. I I just okay. <laughs> All right. So how do you how do you feel about it? And then uh, it ends with Hot Streak. He burned their house down? Yeah, he burned their house down. And his mother's still alive. So I'm assuming probably by the by some point his mother's they're gonna do a thing his mother dies. Or maybe she, maybe he keeps her alive maybe they, they keep her alive. You can't be a superhero without your, one of your parents being dead. That's just the rule. <laughs> <laughs> That's mm. I mean just from these panels that you've shown me, I get what the email are saying. But how'd you feel about it overall? I mean, I didn't hate it, but yeah, like, but yeah, here it is. Don't don't bring your mess over here, Francis. <laughs> don't bring your mess around here again, Francis. It feels very Twitter. If and I just feel like uh, I'm like, do people talk like that? <laughs> I, I don't feel like the, the kids talk like that, especially like uh, kids these days. They don't say mess. Don't bring your mess over here. <laughs> Maybe your bullshit. Like you know what I mean? Don't bring your bull. I don't. I've heard people say mess, but not the younger generation. But regardless. I just feel like this is an example of what I constantly talk about with the, oh, female empowerment. It's just the sake of empowerment for the sake of it because they want to make Static seem powerful, I guess, seem empowered, especially if you're coming off the heels of his origins, Black Lives Matter now, instead of uh, a gang war. So the idea is like, no, black people have to be powerful, but it's like there's a, you're losing the arc. But it's very it was very anime in the sense that the way he was able to create this force field is he has a flashback in his head. He remembers like a lecture that he had in, in school about electricity ionizing fire or some shit like that. He has, oh, I just suddenly remember this flashback out of nowhere, and so now he tries it himself. I'm like, it's very anime. Yeah. When they when you do that, and it's, it's like, definitely anime. Come on, it's definitely anime inspired. You saw that kick. That is shoot style. <laughs> there is you, you can't tell me. This person who drew this didn't have that as a reference. Like it's, he looked like he was kicking Bakugo right there. <laughs> same so, thing, Bakugo hot streak. Same shit. And granted, anime manga, ma, what is ma, manga? Is just Japanese comic, but I don't know. It just, it's just like I still I liked it, but it's just like I don't know. It feels weird <laughs> coming from like a static. 
or like an, a DC. My issue isn't even the aesthetic style or the the inspiration from like the the flashbacks and how it you know informs the characters during a fight. I don't have an issue with that. My issue is just you, it's too much, too fast. It's in your first issue. Like even Miles Morales' first issue, it's not him drop kicking fucking like the rhino. It's like ah, I'll beat him. Like, you know what I mean? It's like at first he doesn't know what he's doing. He can't fight. He, a lot of Miles Morales in the first issues are he relies on his his uh his his OP Venom Blast. It's just he's lucky enough that he's a, a power that's so strong that if he can touch you with it, it's like game over. But when it comes to fighting, he's still like rusty and he's scared and he doesn't even have the banter down in the first issues. But here, Stag's talking shit. He's creating force fields. Like <laughs> he's doing shoot style kicks. Like <laughs> it's too much. So, but, yeah. but yeah, it's not just a. I don't know. This is this is a good example of what I mean by characters like a strong woman character isn't a problem as long as you have an arc to get to that power but if you just start off that way there's no room for growth for the character and it comes off as flat because it's like okay well i'm just watching a badass character doing badass things but i'm not endeared to this character because it's like i don't know anything about you and you're not that someone losing and failing is what makes you endeared to someone because that's relatable well he did fail he was, his house burned down <laughs> at the end of the, <laughs> the, end of the comic yeah. <laughs> And we talk all that shit to Hot Streak. <laughs> Don't bring your mess around here, Francis. I burned your house down. Oh, <laughs> you dick. <laughs> all right, well, next. Uh, yeah, it's like he takes some. Stay down, Francis. He beat him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Stay down, Francis. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't really lose. That was just like a, a, a excuse for a cliffhanger at the end. Also, I don't really like. Is Francis black or just the buzz cut? I think he's white. Yeah, I don't even like his look. I like the original Hot Streak's spiky hair look better. But maybe then this scene would look way too much like Bakugo versus Deku. <laughs> like, because he said spiky hair. Yeah. That looks like Bakugo right there. But don't tell anybody. I'm going to praise it on the internet because I don't want it to be like, oh, it sucks. Oh, we're not going to do any black things. Because <laughs> if it doesn't sell. <laughs> That's what you yeah. know how that you know how that goes. Yeah, that's the double-edged sword of when it comes to critiquing things that have representation in it. That's what makes it so hard to even be like, yeah, I liked it, but <laughs> um, and also that's an issue people like I've seen a lot of uh, people that aren't of color complain about things like even Black Panther. As much as I think Black Panther is great, except for the ending, um. There are people that out there that think Black Panther is overrated because it's like, oh, people just can't say shit about it because it's... I mean, we talked about that on here. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, the third act wasn't that good and you know, it was over... Yeah. Yeah. But we're not... We're the... Not the exception, but most people, especially in the height of Black Panther, weren't really... Good. That's why I had like such a ridiculously high Metacritic score. And people look at that and go like, oh, it only gets those great reviews because it's minority representation or whatever the fuck. Oh, it's so woke. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like... I get where that argument's coming from, but fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, because them saying it, it doesn't come from a a benevolent place. Yeah, it's. But I also understand because it's kind of true. It's like, do I think it deserved a ninety nine or whatever it got on Metacritic? No. Or an Oscar nomination? No. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like. But, as we were caught in the middle of two worlds, it's like, fuck, if I agree with you, it fucks up on this side. If I agree with you on this side, it's not true for this side. Ah! <laughs> it's hard being objective. But anyway, next iTunes review, or next email comes from that Nibba, Loki. I'm high as fuck. 
Nice. Nice. And I just got done watching Loki. But I think a big twist at the end is that the timekeepers are fake. Well, you ruined my take from episode two's review. Thank you, that never. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's probably what's going to happen. Or they died a long time ago and somebody else took over. Yeah, we'll talk about that when we get to Loki, but that is a great theory that Nibba, high as fuck, but he has all the insight. <laughs> uh, he also says, also another thing, they kept referencing apocalyptic events and end-of-the-world scenarios, but Pompeii wasn't an end-of-the-world situation. I mean, that's end-of-the-world for them. Yeah, it was apocalyptic for that town. <laughs> I don't think apocalypse has to imply the world, right? Does it? Not necessarily. What is the definition of apocalypse? The ancient mutant from <laughs> X-Men. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, let's see. Next email comes from... Oh, these are the last one. Yep, last email comes from uh, Kevin Lumberta, Loki, and Superman Lois. Hey, guys. I hope you're doing well. Yeah, an event involving destruction or damage on an awesome or catastrophic scale. Okay, yeah. It doesn't imply the whole world. Yeah. Yeah. Because you could say like the stock market apocalypse. Very true. There you go. Uh, I hope you're doing well. I'm not sure what the weather is like in Jersey. Hot now. But here in Europe, I'm fucking dying. It is so hot. Luckily, there's Loki and Superman and Lois to distract me from it. I'm currently at the second episode, and I share most of your sentiments regarding the first one. And while watching, I was surprised by how much I liked Loki's character. This show easily catapulted him to top five of MCU characters. He wasn't already? (laughs) Also... The atmosphere and soundtrack, especially the emotional tracks, really differentiate it from the other shows, and I can't wait to watch more. I agree with that. Um, specifically, in this most recent episode, where he's reading the um, the the records about the destruction of Asgard, I never thought Tom Hiddleston could make reading paperwork so sad. <laughs> I'm like, aww. Um, on another note, I hope you change your mind about Superman and Lois. Every episode surpasses my expectations. Damn, now I gotta watch it because you guys keep hyping yeah, it like, up. People keep saying that. Yeah, I'm like, I feel like I'm gonna. Granted, I could be, I could be surprised, but I'm, yeah. people are saying that I watch it. I'm like, no. <laughs> you said no. Just like the people that were like, oh, you, you guys need to go back and watch the Flash, and then we did, and they're just like. <sighs> <laughs> We are going to watch the uh, 150th, right? I said I was. When is that? It's got to be next episode, I think. I don't know. <laughs> we have to. <laughs> if nothing, if no other reason, just because it'll be hilarious to have us be like, God damn it. <laughs> um, sure, it's slower paced than the other shows, but it doesn't have filler like Flash or Arrow, and it characterizes each character really well. I think it's better to look at it as a show about a family where the father happens to be Superman rather than a Superman-centric show. I mean, that's a good take on it. Where he fights world-ending threats. Uh, the writers generally avoid petty drama and everyone actually communicates with each other I understand if you don't want to watch it but at least give it another try we will I promise you Kevin we will Um, I'm not going to say for next week but before the season or after the season ends I'm definitely going to do a uh, end of season recap like we typically do for or we used to do (laughs) not typically what we used to do for CW shows (laughs) Um, and on that note, that's the end of our emails and iTunes reviews. It's we're an hour into the podcast. Let's talk about Loki. <laughs> Let's get into this super fast. Episode two of Loki, uh, titled The Variant. Glorious purpose. You're here to catch time criminals. Bye. You want to rule the universe? You better help us save it first. What could possibly go wrong? There's like a million things. I want you to help us fix it. 
Not my forte. Pretend your life depends on it. I'm gonna get a snack. This Wednesday, I am the god of mischief. It is adorable that you think you could manipulate me. It's wherever, whenever, whatever it takes. You need the god of mischief to help. Unbelievable. Wherever you go, it's just death, destruction, the literal ends of worlds. I know. You can trust me. Hoagie, I've studied almost every moment of your entire life. You've literally stabbed people in the back like 50 times. Why never do it again? Um, and if you don't know what race is here on Blurred Vision, I'll drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable. And then you have less than passable and more than passable. Thank you, Catchapon. Uh, we're going to talk non-spoilers for a little bit. Can't give our ratings. Me. Huh? Trying to find their release date. For what? The 150th episode. I don't see it. It's got to be in the next couple of episodes. Hold up. If not the next episode. Episode 149. July 6th. Oh, so, okay, so... Yeah. Is it on a hiatus right now? It might be. I don't fucking I know. I have no idea. <sighs> oh, Flash. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of fucking up the timeline, let's talk no, about Loki. It's not on hiatus, because 147th is airing tomorrow. Oh. The next week is 148, and the week after that is... So I guess... So if July 6th is the 149, then what's the week after? Uh, July 13th, I guess, is the... Ah, uh, lucky number 13. I'm sure it's going to be a great episode. <laughs> but, Loki, let's talk non-spoilers for a little bit um, and give our ratings and then jump right into spoilers. Let's try and make it quick. Um, so you saw the second episode already because you watched the first two uh, because you had the screeners. Yeah. Um, and you spoiled it. One of our emailers wrote in. Actually, I, I, I skipped that email. Did but, I? What did yeah. I spoil? I don't remember. One of our email, the Lady Loki, motherfucker. You spoiled Lady Loki. Because <laughs> it was because it was the reveal. I, I didn't consider it a spoiler at the time because I we, we talk about the news and that was speculation That's what I was news. about to say. That was in the... Yeah, because it was only one female person cast and she looked kind of like Tom Hiddleston and then all the speculation on the internet was like, oh, maybe she's going to be Lady Loki. So when you said it, I was like, oh, well, and you, to be fair, you didn't even say it first. I actually was like, oh, wait, so is it Lady Loki? And you were like, and you confirmed. So you can say it's my fault because I, I asked. I told you, don't ask me no questions. <laughs> but I'm like fucking, I'm what, a liar, liar. Yeah. I can't tell a lie. <laughs> I can speak no lies. Um, so yeah, so it, it's a little bit both our faults, but uh, I didn't consider it a spoiler, but I can understand why our emailer slash listeners might because... It, it was the reveal at the very end of the episode. It was like the big, oh, I'm not going to show under the cloak until the last moment. Oh, I'm a woman. Oh, you're a woman. And I'm like, I knew that. <laughs> like, this is not surprising to me. Um, so it deflated the, the end reveal a little bit, but I don't think it took away from the overall episode. Because honestly, what I think was more interesting is some of the uh, seeds that have been planted in this episode about what the end... Uh, the the end antagonist of the series might be and you know in a world where we've already speculated to hell and back no pun intended about mephisto and how that didn't go anywhere with wandavision i think for loki i had a little bit of hesitation to, to jump to conclusions but 
unlike with WandaVision, this is not like a, a stretch to be like, oh, well, you see how they said the phrase devil's in the details? Mephisto! That's got to be Mephisto! I mean, in, the first, in the first episode, they showed, or was it the second episode? I don't remember. They the showed, first episode. They mean the, the church. Yeah, um, the church. Yeah, and the devil. and The devil he, and the horns. Yes, but... It's like, Mephisto! Yeah, <laughs> but, but even that, that doesn't, there's no like one-to-one line being drawn from like an illusion of the devil to we've... If they said the name from Mephisto at any point, if they actually spoke about the character Mephisto, then it might be Mephisto. But Chekhov's guns rules are when you set something up, you have to pay it off. And they've been doing a lot of setup in these first two episodes of Loki that the TVA and their Miss Minutes uh, uh, recap of the events of what... Which is voiced by Tara Strong, and I didn't know that. Bubbles, yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking Harley Quinn. Oh, I guess that too. <laughs> I think Bubbles. But, um... The the uh, the TVA's kind of uh, record of what happened in the beginning of time and how the TVA was created. The fact that it's all classified. The fact that it does come off. Even Loki feels like it's sus. It does come off like propaganda. Even the way Mobius was talking to Loki when they had like the little heart to heart about like, oh well, it's all ridiculous. You're a fucking Asgardian uh, from the Rainbow Bridge, and you. Like, but, but I like that conversation because it's a different perspective, and it also goes to show like we all have our own beliefs. Yes. Whether you're an atheist or you believe in Christ or Judaism, Islam, Buddhism, mm-hmm. whatever, and from our perspective, what we believe, it's like, it makes sense. But then you get to somebody else, like me as an atheist, and like, your belief is magic being in the, like, the, stupid. But they can say the same thing about me. And yes. it's the same, com- like the yeah. same conversation with Loki. But the only difference is they're both real in a sense. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but like, if you think about it from your perspective, like you're a frost giant, like it's fucking stupid. Yeah. I like that. that they had I, I love it too. And I think it was a great conversation for the audience. Like the reaction you just had was like, yeah, they're both fake. So it makes sense for them both to be like, well, you you sound just as fake as I do. Time keepers and all this bullshit. And even Loki's like, no, it's not the same. It's not the same. He's like, yes, it is the same. <laughs> but no, I agree with Loki. It's not the same insofar as Loki can still give you answers. Like they might not be right answers, but what it's not like Odin hid the history of Asgard, but there's still a history. The TVA is purposely keeping all these things under wraps, just like Odin did. So that tells me what the, the bullshit they're talking about, like, oh, the sacred timeline. Who makes the timeline sacred? Who who has the power to be like, nah, those things that you call like uh, 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 variant events or things that will branch the timeline in different multiverses? The Avengers was supposed to happen. Their meddling with the timeline is supposed to happen. But your meddling, nah, it's not supposed to happen. But I think the biggest difference is Loki is more closer to the quarter quote-unquote answers than say Mobius is like Loki is literally the son of Odin so mm-hmm. you're like he's like right there where he could see the inner workings but Mobius he's not I would say if maybe if he was talking to Ravona, who is the head of the TVA so far mm-hmm. it might be a different conversation because she probably has way more I'm pretty not probably I'm pretty sure she has oh, way yeah. more answers than than a Mobius does for sure as opposed to like if you were to grab like a random ass guardian that we saw in like uh, Ragnarok that were being protected by uh, what the fuck is his name Heimdall they probably wouldn't have the level of answers that say a Loki does maybe but the fact that I, I feel like Mobius is in the level of a Loki in that world and the fact that he doesn't even know how he was created why he was created and he and the, the, the answers he gave back to Loki felt very cultish it felt very like well then one day the timekeepers will decide our fates and then, then our job will be done and then we'll fi- it, and even Loki's points about it being like so there's no free will 
Like this just doesn't, there's, there's no actual, it doesn't matter what we do. The only things that we do that matter are in this, in this realm because everything else is predetermined. And ultimately, even the things we do in the TVA are predetermined because once they unravel the, the end of time and the answers to that, that, that ultimate question, the TVA is a moot point. They would just basically, what, cease to exist, quit? They, don't, they won't have a reason to be anymore because the timeline will be solidified. And that, to me, just screams of like, no, ulterior motives. No, there's going to be some kind of reveal at the end of this where Miss Minutes is like the fucking, the, the head of the TVA. Because yeah, like, even that conversation at the beginning where it was like, so are you here to spy on me or are you like a living thing? Kind of both. Well, he didn't say spy. He just said, are you alive or are you a computer program? She said, kind of both. He didn't say spy that. He said something no. a little like uh, no. He said monitor. What are you? He said, "What are you? Are you a computer simulation? Are you a recording? Or are you like alive?" And she said, "Kind of both, or whatever." Mm, I want to go back and rewatch that. Then I thought he said something about the fact that I'll pull it up right now. Yeah, she's literally. But even still, I feel like the only thing that's like thing to spy on the different members of the TVA if it's a living thing that is constantly with you, and that if it's information and science wouldn't be able to record the things you say and do well i mean said us both <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying i mean that tells me i'm like nah man you're a fucking narc <laughs> are you pulling it up very subtle okay y'all let's review what we've learned what happens when a nexus event branches past- she's too cute not to be sinister <laughs> very bad thing Come on, Loki. What is it? Bubbles. It's when the TVA can no longer reset the Nexus event. Okay. Right. And that would lead to the destruction of the timeline. The timeline. So that's effectively what happened in this episode. Can you hear me? Yeah. Are you recording or are you? See. Are you are Are you you recording? Are you a recording, or are you alive? Oh. See, I misheard then. Can you hear me? Are you recording or are you... Oh, his British accent may sound like it's, are you recording? (laughs) Yeah, are you a recording? Yeah, I still say that she's spying. (laughs) Because otherwise, why is Miss Minutes everywhere? If you notice, even on like buttons and shit like that, she's on the elevator, she's on their data pads. Like, check out his gun, man. You don't set this up for no reason. And the fact that she's so like benignly adorable and she's the one giving the propaganda of the TVA in both episodes now... I'm like, nah. And even the moment, and, and I, I'm talking too much, so I'm just, I just go give my rating. But even the moment in the beginning with Lady Loki uh, taking out the TVA members, the song that played. I need hold, a hero. Yeah, holding out for a hero. And I'm like, that could just be nothing. But I'm also like, the, the fact that. I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's to like Loki. Like he's talking about Loki. Yeah. Wait, you mean Loki like our Loki or Loki like her Loki? Tom, Tom Hiddleston. Because even reference, uh, where the god, the song, the gods or whatever, your mother, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, I know the song. <laughs> where have all the good men gone and where are all the gods? But I would say that because at the end when Loki propositions Lady Loki to join him to take over the TVA, she's like, I want to rule that shit. I think in her, her mind, she's doing what this Loki even questioned, which is, wait, so this is all predetermined? Bullshit. This is some kind of like, I think the TVA are not timekeepers, they're time lords. 
and they're controlling the timeline, calling it a sacred timeline for whatever their own agenda is. I don't know what the agenda is, but whatever it is. If it's a Kang the Conqueror type of thing, if it's, I don't know what. But I feel like in her mind, she's not a villain. She's doing what she thinks is saving the multiverse by being the chaos in this order, which is really just control. Order is just another term for control, right? So I feel like she thinks in her mind, she's actually a liberator. Um, but yeah, I would definitely give this episode a perfect vision. I fucking, from the conversation between Mobius and Loki, uh, to Loki's, uh, emotional moments, you know, discovering the destruction of Asgard and putting it together. Asgard. Asgard. Putting together, um, the, uh, the the concept that if they do anything in an apocalyptic event, it doesn't change the timeline. It doesn't create like a, a red line event or whatever. Um, I thought that was all interesting. It, it's literally now like watching a police procedural buddy cop movie with Loki yeah, and said, Mobius. I think I said last week that this is basically a detective story. Yeah. But in, I'm not usually a fan of those types of uh, stories. I'm not like a big buddy cop movie guy. But it being Loki... I'm into it, and I'm, I'm loving this. So, yeah, Perfect Vision. What would you give it? I would give it the same, and I know there are some people that are like, oh, Loki's not, because I've been seeing it on the internet, like, oh, I don't know, the first two episodes of Loki's not doing it for me. I don't, and I'm, I don't understand that mentality. Like, I'm into it, like, just the emotion that you're getting from Tom Hiddleston, the fact that, like, like I said before, I, and I saw other people talk about this too, like, oh, I, th- I find Owen Wilson to be boring. Like, he doesn't do it for me in the series, and I'm like, I completely disagree with that, like, I love the chemistry between Mobius, Owen Wilson, and Tom Hiddleston. Like, that's the thing that keeps me invested. And then on getting into this episode, I'm like, by the end of this series, he better get his jet ski. Like, I want to see see him on the jet ski. And unlike the reviewer and you, where you said, "Uh oh, you don't think the timekeepers are real. I do think the timekeepers are real. But I don't think they're not real. I think that the bullshit they're telling them is is fake. It's, It's propaganda. Well, they might exist. Well, the reviewer, the reviewer says he, says he might. Yeah, they he might not think they're exist. real. I yeah. do think the timekeepers are real, but I don't necessarily think they're still alive. I don't think they're still running the things in TVA. I think maybe behind the scenes, the person that's actually running things is Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, that would make more sense. And Which uh, in this continuity might be in a getting the things like in the comics, like Ravona Renslayer. That's Kang the Conqueror's girl. Wait, you mean the chick that runs the TVA? Yes, in the comics, that's his. Gr- that's her girl. That's his girl. Like his girlfriend slash wife? I don't know if they're married, but his girlfriend. Yeah. Oh well, then there you kind of answered the question because <laughs> like the timekeepers look like King and the Conqueror. Well, one of them does. Yeah, the one in the middle. The one in the middle, and he looks more like Jonathan. Hold on, let me pull it up. He looks more like who? Like he looks like John. Like come on, like. That that that's that he got a he got a black nose like he got a black nose yes hold up is this the guy that was cast as King the Conqueror yeah uh, from Lovecraft Country hold up let me see if I could pull it up the three the three of them like look at look at that look at that like look at that snaz <laughs> and then the other one's got the thin lips he got the tip of, like bl- more blacker lips it's so funny in that picture he looks kind of like a woman <laughs> it was like lipstick but like. But he looks more, more, more black. And then uh, in the statue, I, that's how I saw it. I was even talking about the cartoon. And then somebody did like a, uh, like a side by side. Like it looks like Jonathan Majors, kinda. Yeah. So, 
And then, uh, whatever, it's part of the conversation. I was going to save it to the news. But Jonathan Majors was also being very coy. And, of course, it could be like a thing with like Paul Bettany saying, oh, it's going to be a big cameo at the end of Loki. So it could, I mean, at the end of WandaVision. So it could be that. But, like, somebody asked, so is Kang the Conqueror with all this stuff about the TVA? Is he going to show up in season one of Loki? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Because <laughs> it seems like that would be the most logical next Avengers-level villain to have. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. after all the time travel and Endgame. So like my th- and I was talking about this with uh, with Ron from uh, one on my live, but like we both have this th- like rent like Ravona is not long for this world. We think she's gonna die. Why? And that's gonna bring in that's what brings in Kang the Conqueror. Maybe have his hatred for like maybe Loki and or the Avengers or why he wants to change time and why that brings him into the story. Like something has to bring him into the story. And the thing that makes mo- the most sense is her dying. Oh. I mean, you think it's gonna be the same thing where that's just his girl? I would just think that he, she's just his, like his his puppeteer, not puppeteer. His his uh, I mean, it could be both. His mouthpiece, basically. It could be both. They're lovers, and he speaks for her, or whatever. I, don't know, I feel like timekeepers shouldn't want to fuck. <laughs> Aren't you above it all? You need to fuck. <laughs> Apparently not. Because <laughs> I mean, he's still he's a timekeeper, but he's still human. He's not like. Are they human? Well, it's Kenny and Kang her- is human. Yeah. I don't know about the other ones. Yeah, like Mobius is technically a human. But Mobius, well, in the comics, I don't know how they're doing, but the Timekeepers are clones. Like they're all clones of one, per- kind of like uh, the Stormtroopers. Mm, okay, they're all clones of one person. So that also like prevents like people from having ulterior motives or wanting to go out and like maybe branch off and take over the time like they're more controllable as clones okay but in the mcu they're not clones like you see they're different people so i don't know how they're gonna how they're gonna do that in that aspect Mm. or how they're gonna explain it because they say the timekeepers created us i would have just assumed artificial people so you could also say if they're if, if if kang is human Maybe he created them from some level of human DNA. I don't, I don't know how this is going to work. Maybe. But I, think I, 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 just, I just like how this episode is just building on uh, what we saw from the last episode. And then I feel like things are like really kick Like it's only, you know, six episodes where things are like really kicking off after this, you know, second episode. Like we're getting yeah. to meet Lady Loki. We're, we're, we're getting more of an explanation of the, the time thing. And then you see things just like, again, I'm trying to talk vaguely with, since we're in non-spoiler territory. Oh, we're, I mean, spoiler now. You already give your rating. Like, fuck it. But yeah, at the end, like, fucking the, the uh, Lady Loki bombed the whole sacred timeline. You're like, wait, we're already, we're doing this already? Like, in episode two? Like, where the fuck is it going? Multiverse so, of Madness. That's where yeah, it's going. Mo- <laughs> so, like, it just also goes to show, like, even more so than WandaVision, even more so than Falcon and Winter Soldier, I feel like this is, because they're talking about, oh, WandaVision is directly going to tie into the multiverse. No, I feel like this is going to directly tie into the multiverse of madness because as of right now, the multiverse is in madness. Yeah. It's in chaos. It's in flux. Yeah. So I'm definitely excited to see where episode three goes. Did you think that in that moment where all the bombs were being like teleported out, and they show the TVA. I thought they were all gonna fall in the TVA <laughs> and destroy the TVA. That's what I thought. And yeah. then also with the Easter eggs, like there's Easter eggs that the bomb that she sent the bombs. Like oh yeah, it was ego, like, yeah, like ego, the stuff. living planet, Titan, two thousand four, Asgard, mm. and it makes me wonder like where's that gonna lead? Like does that gonna come come into play with like that could explain maybe how the X Men come into the universe, another timeline. <laughs> Uh, is Loki gonna be jumping to each of those points now in the series? Who knows? Because remember that scene where they show what we thought looked like Black Widow, but then we also thought maybe it was Lady Loki in the trailer. Yeah, 
wasn't one of the places that the bombs went? Wasn't it? Um, well, um, yeah, one of the places the bombs went was Vormir. There you go. And one of those places looked like Vormir. Yeah. So is Loki going to go talk to Black Widow? I don't think it's Black Widow because it said, uh, if you look at the time, it was like Vormir, like 2134 or whatever the fuck. Okay, but what Black if Black Widow she, is long dead. <laughs> but she wouldn't, but, but she died technically when she went there in the first, maybe she, now she's the new Red Skull. Yeah, but I doubt Scarlet. They're not gonna. Pay, they're already spending. But they're not gonna pay. They gotta pay money to have ScarJo show up. That'd be nice. <laughs> I feel like that'd be a great, especially since the Loki. This is 2012 Loki with the Avengers, right? Yes. The last time they they spoke was when Joss Whedon was writing his dialogue. And she, he was calling her a mewling quim and all that weird shit. So yeah. like maybe now they can. I have another conversation where now she's like at the end of her timeline and she's wise and she's like a spirit that can like kind of talk to him and be like I don't know I would say a budget not, not forgiveness I, I would say but, a budget wasn't an issue sure but I don't think it. I don't I don't. I mean great I could be wrong but I don't think so because mm. also I don't she didn't look like she was a redhead she looked more blonde in the trailer? in that little shot that we saw oh I thought she had like, oh then it was blonde then it's definitely Lady Loki because she's got the blonde hair and even with that I don't think it's Lady Loki what do you mean in that scene? the person that we saw like at the end I don't think it's Lady Loki. What you mean? Or I think they might be trying to have their cake and eat it too, where they're gonna make it both like it's both Lady Loki and the person who I think it is. Oh, oh, oh! You mean the character itself? You don't feel like it's Lady Loki? No. Well, I mean, she did say like, "Don't call me that." What you think it's Enchantress or whatever? Yeah, I think it's Sylvie the Enchantress. Hmm. And not the Enchantress from Asgard. Well, and there, there's a there's a character called Sylvie Lustgen that Loki creates with his same exact powers that the, he models after the Enchantress, and he created her to spy on the Young Avengers. So, what do you think she is? I think they're gonna make her bolt like she's Lady Loki, and so like that's why they're gonna they're gonna try to have their cake and eat it too by saying, "Oh, this is Lady Loki," but don't call me Lady Loki, call me Sylvie. I mean, that's what my assumption was. I didn't think, but I, you think she's not Cause, actually cause a also Loki, in or IM, she's like an artificial cause in, Loki? Because in IMDb, they have a character that they could, young Sylvie. So it's like, well, if they're going to have a young Sylvie, that must mean this character, plus she has blonde hair. I'm like, if there's a Lady Loki, I'm, maybe I'm getting too caught up in it, but I'm like, why wouldn't she have black hair? I mean, when they show the other, which I also like Like Lady moment, Loki does have in the comic. Black hair. Yeah maybe differentiator from Loki. I'm only saying that because in, when they showed the uh, multiverse Lokis, they all kind of look wildly different. They did, but they still look like Tom Hiddleston. Yes. So what do you think the idea is there? Like it's a universe where a Loki created a female version of himself? Or or maybe this this version a, of a woman that she, she was cre- literally, she was created by Loki kind of. But then she's not a Loki. Isn't that the idea that she's a variant of Loki himself? That's why I said I feel like they're going to try to have their cake and eat it too by saying it is, but it isn't. Mm. And then also part of me is like... I would have preferred black Because of the whole thing with the, uh, oh, yeah, we're confirming that Loki's fluid or whatever, but... I don't know. I just have a feeling Marvel is going to do, and this is outside of the, the the Enchantress thing, but having a, a variant Loki be a woman, this is their way of saying, hey guys, we're giving you Lady Loki, but it's not really our Loki, so it's a variant Loki, so it's like we're giving it to you without really giving it to you, because we won't see Tom Hiddleston be gender fluid. We're just going to see this version of Loki, who's technically Tom Hiddleston, but it's not really Tom Hiddleston be gender fluid. I know. But I'm getting, by like, that definition, weeds. wouldn't everything be, wouldn't everyone be gender fluid? There's got to be some universe out there where everybody 
identifies a female, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, if, if the reason why Loki is gender fluid is because there's one universe out there where he's a woman, and that's technically what makes him gender fluid, you're telling me that no other person in the multiverse, like, there's no Tony Stark's woman in the multiverse somewhere, there's no Captain America's woman in the multiverse but somewhere? No, I'm, I, I, I get what you're saying, but I'm saying my thing is that's, I feel like that's their way of, like, Saying representation. Yeah, I know, but it's bullshit. Yeah, I know, but that's my point. Because <laughs> anybody's gender fluid. Then. <laughs> I feel like that's what they're gonna do by doing that, like giving us this version, saying, "Yeah, guys, we'll give you Lady Loki." Yeah, but it's not. But you can still say, "But it's not our Loki." Yeah, know, it's weird. It's weird. I, I, that's. I feel like they're doing that, but yeah. Um, we didn't talk about this last week, but the fact that they talk about the multiversal war, war is that a a tease of scar secret a secret war? I mean, I've seen people say that, and I've said that too, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't think they're going to do secret wars. You have to establish other universes to do a secret war. Not even just that, but like, you have to establish the Beyonders. Then, like, consider how big Secret Wars was, whether it's the Hickman Secret Wars or the original 80s Secret Wars. Like, I take it just a reference to it, if anything. Like, show me just a. a two-minute scene where we can see multiple versions of Iron Man, Captain America, and all those motherfuckers fighting and make make comic references in it. Like, have the comic book version of Captain America fighting the MCU version of Captain America. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit like that. That'd be dope. Yeah, but again, you gotta run into butt because, like, Chris Evans, is he gonna come back? Is the Robert Downey Jr. gonna come back? Or, like... Well, you could do that without bringing any of the actors back. If it's a big splash, like, battle scene kind of like what they did in Justice League when they show the, the flashbacks of Steppenwolf and shit like that. That's what I mean. Yeah, but Steppenwolf is a little different. Steppenwolf is all CGI. Stunt double. You just have the dude in the mask and it's like, us Chris nah, Evans, right? You have Captain America and I want to see Chris Evans. <laughs> no, nah, you wouldn't know. It'd be, big, it'd be a big fight so you wouldn't even be able to see his face like that. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, all, all, all I'm saying is just, to be, just a cool like thing for the fans. Be like, oh shit! Multiple Captain Americas! <laughs> I mean, I don't know. But uh, I feel like w w with this episode, though, like, there was a lot that happened, but there wasn't a lot that happened. No, a lot of it's just table setting for yeah, the rest of the series. And, pretty but, much. And just, I don't know, getting, getting more acquainted with this version of Loki and having him catch up to speed with where we've seen him at the end of the MCU timeline, even though, you know, this version of him hasn't experienced all those things. So I like even the moment where... um. Uh, somebody did, tries to betray and somebody, Mobius again. And somebody did bring up a good point. I was like, don't think about it too much. What? <laughs> but they were like, if magic doesn't work in a TVA, shouldn't Loki be blue? Yeah, I, what happened with that? <laughs> like, that's his natural form. Yeah, that's... That, but he never has gone back to it. Like, he's never... They don't talk about it again. magic is what keeps him that, looking that way. Yeah. And, but, but they why said magic even, doesn't work in a... There, and we did see a variant of Loki that wasn't... Yeah. But why does he not... I don't even understand why he chooses. He, does, he doesn't accept his. He, he, he's he's Asgardian, <laughs> but he's oh oh. It's like the Invisible Woman thing where she's got a pimple, and then like the rest of the movie she doesn't have a pimple still. But it's like, um, so are you using your powers to always focus on pimple the entire time, or like, <laughs> so every waking moment Loki's always like, I gotta stay white. I can't be blue. <laughs> like, oh yeah, oh, and that was actually one of my issues with the episode. Very. It's a nitpick, but you mentioned it before, where it was like, how strong is Loki? Because at first I was like, oh, when he, when he fights that person that's possessed by female Loki, or not even possessed, charmed, 
it's like, okay, maybe the charm gives that person all the powers of an Asgardian. So he's as strong as Loki is, and they're both Asgardian strength fighting in the mall or whatever. But then it didn't seem like that. No, 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 no. It, it fucked. I fucked up my theory when the moment uh, you said before Loki showed used telekinesis. We never really did, which is true. He uses telekinesis and he pulls that Roomba to him, and he uses a Roomba, a Roomba to deflect the punches from that charm dude. So I'm like, okay, now we've established that his punches aren't stronger than a fucking plastic toy. <laughs> so <laughs> when he's kicking Loki, it goes flying. I'm like, yeah, how strong is this guy? How strong is Loki? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the, that's yeah, that's the thing I didn't like about. Yeah, it fucked it up once he started when he started fighting with like, it seem a, like just because it's a bigger guy than Tom Hiddleston. I'm like, but you're a god. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, Loki was using a fucking vacuum cleaner as a weapon. Yeah. And I'm like, it wasn't like he was using an ancient. No. Yeah. So I'm like, mm, you're looking real, we- looking real Jackie Chan right now, Loki. And Jackie Chan is not an Asgardian god. <laughs> so what the fuck? And even Jackie Chan can fight. <laughs> yeah. Like the power levels don't make any sense. So I was like, ah, that's kind of weird. Really underpowering how powerful Loki should be, especially when you guys have all his magic. Like I don't understand that you have all your magic, right? Not even just the magic, but Loki's strong. But either way, at least use your magic. Why are you fighting with a fucking vacuum cleaner? Like I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> um. But the little bit of banter that him and the female Loki had yeah, was was kind of cute. I like oh I like the um the smile, the the head cocked smile moment that they both did. Yeah. I'm like, ah, I guess that's kind of a Loki thing. Like, has he been doing that every time in all the movies? I don't really remember. I think so. I want to say I at least remember. in the first Avengers, but I don't know. But yeah, I liked it. Is there anything else you want to talk about in this episode? I mean, like you said, there's not much to talk about. I think the most the most interesting part was the Mobius and Loki conversation about like, well, what is the truth of this place? Eh, let's not think about it. It's like, no, let's think about it, because I feel like there's a lot here that's being swept under the rug. It's going to come back later. Otherwise, you wouldn't keep putting focus on it. But I would like to see what's in those five. Like, oh, the start of the universe, whatever. <laughs> classified. Classified. End of the universe. Classified. What is it classified? I, I need to do like a, a Winter Soldier where it all leaks on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> well, they can't tell you because then that's the secrets of the universe right there. But, uh, and, and this is something else, like, I will say, and I've, I think I've said this, I don't know if I said this on the show, did what? I say this on TikTok? TikTok, did I say this to you direct? I don't remember. You talk too much. I talk too much. <laughs> but like, I do feel like, in general, as Marvel is introducing all these new concepts into their universe, as they're expanding their world, they like really need to dial in and like figure out a way to make things make sense as they're introducing them. Because then it's like these concepts. Well, like say for example, the TV. Oh, we get variant. It's like, but. Wouldn't Steve Rogers technically be a variant? Why is he? No. Why is that fine? They 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 fix all those plot holes in Endgame by that one phrase, where it was like that's supposed to happen. But it's like that's it's it. Stupid. Nope. Shut up. It's but supposed like, to happen. But that's, but that's kind of my point. <laughs> good ne- past Gamora, 2014 Gamora is now living her life in the future. She's more. She's going to be the Gamora in Guardians Three. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to happen. Doesn't make sense. It's supposed to happen. Nebula killed her past self. Uh, do you have uh the 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 sacred timeline text? Do you know what's supposed to happen? What's not? Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they kind of did retcon everything in Endgame by just having that one phrase in TVA, which is a kind of smart writing. <laughs> it was like, yeah, that doesn't make sense, but it's supposed to not make sense. Why? Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, like yeah, Nebula killed her past self. It's whatever. To it's supposed to happen. 
it doesn't make sense. Or like, or <laughs> even when they finally introduce like X Men, it's like, well, where have they been? Somewhere where they're supposed to be happening. <laughs> How it plays out. Supposed to happen that way. Isn't that convenient? <laughs> so yeah, that's my only thing. Where I'm just Someone like, would call that writing contrivance. I call that smart writing. <laughs> is it though? It's supposed to happen according to who? The timekeepers, exactly. I guess? Exactly. <laughs> and that's what the big twist is going to be at the end of it. Um, but yeah, let's move on. Let's get into... I don't know what we want to get into. My Academia. Run through that real quick. Sure. Yeah. All right. Talk about My Academia. Um, what were the episodes called? I know one was Merry Christmas. Or yeah. The, the newest one was Merry Christmas. Um, the New Power and All for One. And Have a Merry Christmas. Exactly. I'm like, fuck, that was over a week ago now, but what I do remember from that first episode was the aftermath of the Class 1A, Class 1B stuff, and the awesome fucking in-battle scene with Todoroki and Bakugo, who had just gotten their hero licenses, and they took down that random tidal wave purse snatcher, which is so weird. I create tidal waves and snatch purses. But then the weird thing is they had one hero show up and I was the hero that showed up. I was like, what the fuck was he going to do? Nothing. He (laughs) died instantly. It was like, what was his power? Like jumping, bouncing or something like that? It was weird. All Might's like, we need to to get a... Which which I'm like, oh, All Might. (laughs) It was supposed to be you. (laughs) He's like, we need to get a hero. We need to get a pro hero. (laughs) We can't can't do anything. And yeah, then the guy showed up. He's He's like, oh, you guys did a good job. It's like, yeah, he probably did better than you (laughs) Like, what the fuck were you supposed to do? I mean, it does show you that, on average, I feel like the new generation is just more powerful than the old wave of heroes. Yeah, all the, I mean, well, all they did my... talk about that, like, the singularity. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad it's becoming part of the plot. And you know what else My Hero Demon does really well? Let's just jump right into spoilers. Whatever. I give both episodes perfect vision. Um, but they do really well My Hero Demon, which mm, I really like. I give the Christmas episode uh, more than passable. What? I love the the relationship building dynamic they have in that episode. I think and that's what so many battles shown in lack, like the the new Naruto or Naruto after the time skip. Like they do a good job of making you fit. Because what that episode did for me, especially how that episode started with a what I assume was a flash forward to Shigaraki destroying a whole tit city. Like what was that, or was that a flashback? Nothing. Or maybe it was a. Fl- I think it might have been a flash forward because Deku was telling the story of like we didn't know. The, the ending was very ominous where it was yeah. like all I wanted we was us we, to have we, Christmas was, like this again yeah, so something like yeah we thought everything was yeah I don't know something to that effect where it was like I, all I wanted in my heart was to us have a Christmas like this once again but the implication was nah this is the last time we have a happy moment like this yeah but that's what I'm saying like that 
the episode this is a good and they do such a good job of this overall in my academia but they make me care about this class i i love their relationships yeah. all of and them. I, I mean i did like the uh the interview <laughs> and, yeah and it's funny it was, it was super it was, cute and, and, uh 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 what's his face i can't why i can't think of his Todoroki, name Bakugo, no uh hardening Oh, Kirishima. Kirishima. He was like, when when Deku was getting, when did Deku get my ability? <laughs> Deku was oh, hardening. Like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's something like that. Like, again, he's not the coolest kid in school, like the new static bullshit. I like that he, even though he's grown so much, he still has those like very introverted Deku qualities where, yeah, you put a mic in his face, he just can't, he's just like, ah! I don't know what to say. I don't know. <laughs> and then the opposite. Like yeah, the interview with uh, Bakugo. Bakugo told her, we're not friends. <laughs> <laughs> and, or or told, told Roki like, if you if you smile, you'll slay the ladies. If I smile, I'll kill them. He's Drax. <laughs> I was like, yo, Todoroki and Drax be best friends. They both don't understand like metaphors. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Todoroki. <laughs> but it's so cute. But even Bakugo said it. It was like, wow, half and half. You're smart, but also dull at the same time, aren't you? Like, that, like, it shows, like it's so interesting how Bakugo, despite how vulgar and asshole-ish and loud and boisterous he is, he's still technically the smartest person in the class. It's those like I like don't know street smarts because because uh, in terms of like grades, uh, Yaya Rosu, she was the yeah, highest. she's still the top, like academically. But in terms of like yeah, putting things together, having a a a mind that's sharp and can like put two and two together, he's leagues beyond without even having to think. Because that's that's where he comes into clash with Deku. Like Deku is on par with Bakugo, but Bak- but Deku has to think. He has to strategize. He has to come up with yeah. his plans. Bakugo can act on instinct. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I like that. Even what plays out in his his fighting capabilities plays out in his normal characteristics as a person, his personality. But it's just so interesting because you wouldn't normally see the pairings of something like that, where you get the <laughs> the asshole like bully type. But he's also quicker on the uptake than someone like a Todoroki who seems like the Sasuke cool level-headed type. You would think that would be the character that would be more sharp. But it's not. It's Bakugo. Stuff like that. It makes them feel more like people. More like well-rounded individuals. That's what I like about this show so much. So the Merry Christmas episode I loved because what that does is when shit goes down, you'll be thinking about episodes like this where it's like, oh, they were so, like, life was so simple and they had such a fun time together and like, even if a side character like Mineta died or like Invisible Girl or Although they didn't or show, Sugar I was wondering what, what uh, uh, what's her face was showing she tied him up to the chair and was showing him something oh yeah like Clockwork Orange they never showed what they were showing him that probably like I don't know fully clothed women be like <laughs> But this, I, I don't know if it was the Christmas episode, the interview episode. This is the first time I was like, okay, That's I, Christmas. I see the butt shot. <laughs> oh, now it, you see it. They made it hella obvious in this one. Now you with, say with, that. Which, with, what was the butt shot? This one, Mountain Lady. They show, oh, now, right. they show her titties, then yeah. they show her hips, then they show her ass. Yeah, 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 yeah. I even like that moment where is Bakugo giving the interviews, and the the teachers was like, all right, maybe we should be teaching Bakugo how to avoid press. Now he talks about like, like, <laughs> like you, Aizawa. Yeah, like don't even. You know what? This is a good example of this is not even talk to the press. You just don't say anything. <laughs> and they use all of Taroki's clips. Right. Like, yeah, I also like, how, my Bak- also, yeah, I like, I like how Bakugo got offended. Use my answers. 
<laughs> it's like no, because you sound like a villain. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I love the the Merry Christmas episode too. But I do like how the press is now becoming a little bit more endeared to Bakugo because they didn't like Bakugo before. Mm-hmm. Oh, but that's what I was gonna say. What they do in Microgaming so well is they constantly give you like a glimpse into what the world is thinking with those news articles or those news reports and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll literally interview people on the street and be like, "How do you feel about what's happening right now?" And that. What you don't realize is stuff like that over time is what makes the world feel expansive, and everything is. Con- that, was my, that was my main con- my main takeaway from the Merry Christmas episode. Everything has consequence. Every decision has a ripple effect that affects not only the characters we follow but the world at large. Even when it comes to something like like Airy. Like Aerie didn't have to be a a mainstay a mainstay a may, mainstay character a character that that was recurring, but having her continuously come back, it it gives weight to that entire arc with overhaul. It's still relevant. It still matters. Yeah. Um. And they keep doing that over and over again with characters in My Academia. Things that don't even with uh, what we just had with Shinso stuff like that it, because it keeps coming back because it has a consequence and it and things build from those events everything matters and I'm like so few shows are able to constantly do that mm-hmm. even like Dragon Ball Super like <laughs> let's use that as an example how much shit don't matter <laughs> from arc to arc shit don't fucking um, like Ultra Instinct can be mastered in one moment and then the next moment it's like Oh, but for plot convenience, now you can't use it. Like, wait, what? <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm kind of referencing the manga more because you don't, you don't read the manga. But uh, Goku has mastered and and unmastered Ultra Instinct like three times in the manga so far. So when Super comes back, there's gonna be moments where, oh shit, he's completely mastered it. In the next moment, oh yeah, but I can't use it for long. Why? Because you roll yourself in the corner, and if you if you were able to constantly use that power, there'd be no fucking show. Yeah, but. Plot convenience. <laughs> I mean, in some ways, the kind of just that with Deku's new power too. Not no, as that bad. Makes sense. Not as bad. Not as bad. No, but, but that makes. And I even love that moment where it's like I'm gonna use my. I'm gonna use what I learned. And I'm gonna focus what I can use right now in this ability. And it's like this little like baby fart. <laughs> and he was excited about it, and Bakugo was like, "Don't be excited." <laughs> but, but yeah, even that, like they they showed you what level he was at when he actually has control over it and it's like nothing but that gives you room to grow and when they showed it he wasn't in control meanwhile look at look at Goku with Ultra Instincts he learned he he mastered it in the span of one long fight in a 40 minute context he went from oh I kinda I used it once to okay use it again but now I've, I got more mastery over it too now I've completely mastered it oh but but now it hurts me but then next time you see it used again in the manga He's mastered again. So it's like, <laughs> what the fuck was the point? <laughs> he doesn't have that arc that even Deku has with his whip power. And again, it's a it's a it's a balancing act that My Academia constantly nails. But yeah, I'd get But that's also one of the things to throw this back that I really enjoyed about Buffy then compared to a lot of different shows, it's like the continuity mattered. Yes. And and most times there are some instances where like the the biggest the biggest uh, contrivance with the continuity is Buffy's strength. One moment she's strong enough to kick down a metal door. Mm. Another moment she can't even she's not even strong enough to you know kick another metal door, whatever. Or vampires. One moment they're strong enough to like jump super high. Then another moment they're struggling with with you know with climbing climbing a wall or whatever. So that's the biggest uh, 
continuity fluctuations that we'll have with the show but in terms of like the lore and rules and and moments in the show like there more than a lot of shows that were happening at the time like there will be a lot of callbacks and sometimes it'll be mm. years later yeah. like in season seven they'll reference something that happened in season two mm. and that's something i loved about but because like jumping into charm like they contradicted each other a lot <laughs> in, in charm like there's one moment where Paige would, would ask uh she asked piper like how did you guys destroy the source and i'm like you were there. What the fuck do you mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> like did you did you read the the past episodes? Yeah, you guys did, wrote you the, did you read the script? Like, because you were you were there. So like, it would be moments like that that happen a lot in Charmed. I'm just like, yeah, I didn't like. So that's one of the things that like that I that that got me into like the writing of Buffy. Yeah, and just like keeping continuity sacred. Mm-hmm. And that's something that My Hero Academia definitely does. I gotta assume that he's got an outline of the entire series, and it's gotta be. It's too tight for it not to be written that way. Um, Even with the hot, like, look, they mentioned, yeah, look how the society's changing with heroes because of the look boy. Exactly. That was another, thank you for bringing that up. That was another consequence. Like, that, something as small as that, as small as someone rooting for Endeavor in that fight, that has come back and not only, like, affected the entire world, but. Yeah, because now the world has a better, a different opinion on heroes. Because before yeah. it was just like, oh. This, took it for granted, kind of. Yeah, they took it for granted, more or less. Yeah, because All Might was so powerful. It was like, ah, we don't worry about anything. But now it's like, no, threats are getting bigger, and we don't have an All Might anymore. And we also can't just rely on the heroes. We have to do our part. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what, that's what I mean. Like, it's cool to see the world change and evolve with the characters. That's why Perfect Vision, fuck you. <laughs> this is a good episode. It's good, strong it was, writing. But, like, strong writing. <laughs> it was, but. It was just like, and then, right. like I said before, I like the little montage of them all having fun together. Like, yeah, <laughs> fun together. <laughs> I did like, uh, like Bakugo's becoming more of a, um, like involved and a, and a, kind of not, not a mentor figure, but more of a mentor figure in a sense, like tr- trying to train Deku, mm-hmm. get him used. Oh, yeah, pop, them training together, being, being involved in the conversations with One for All. Yeah, that was weird. I mean, I like it, but it's still weird to have yeah. when it's. All Might and Deku like talking about one for all, and Bakugo is also sitting there. <laughs> it's like uh, it's, it's not like he's but he was invited. All Might invited him. Oh, like. I know, but it's just those felt like father son moments, and it's, now it's father son and other son moments. <laughs> yeah. But also, I think also part of it is because he's he's smarter than both of them because <laughs> like too. he put together. He was like, so I think this has to do with all for one, right? Yeah, and they're like, oh uh, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, oh, duh, like, duh. <laughs> yeah, and that was another thing. Remember, I said before it felt like now the quirks aren't that different they still are quirks that have to deal with multiple quirks and that's what Bakugo basically said it was like yeah it's like all for one not in the same way but it's still a quirk that amasses other quirks but it also makes me go to that theory I'm like because Bakugo's getting so involved in this I'm like damn is that theory gonna, yeah that th- oh I was gonna say the same thing man <laughs> I was like I hope it's not true <laughs> but they're having him be way too involved it's very involved and for him to understand the importance of all for one I mean one for all rather it's like uh, what if you do get sent back in time what, what happens then I don't want Deku to have fucking explosion powers too. that's too much oh that was another thing I like the moment um, where they're talking about Bakugo's hero name and it was like I, I we didn't see enough of his internship with Best Genius no so that one moment we get where it's Best Genius talking to him about what do you want your hero name to be Lord Explosion Lord Murder Explosion King, King Explosion, Explosion Murder, murder. <laughs> Explosion Murder yeah. he's like yeah your your hero name should be a wish like I hope you come back to me next next year or next semester or whatever and, and you have a better hero name then but you could also see that it had an effect on him because talking about they uh, doing the work studies again mm-hmm. he looked up Best Genius yeah 
And so that's also going to play into the story later because it said Best Genius is missing. We didn't get... I thought, why, how, why is he missing? I thought the last thing we heard about him, he was just recovering from that he battle. He was, but now he's missing. So he just, he just dipped after the hospital visit. Or somebody took him. Oh, shit. But it's, so it's we'll a shame, see. too, that this is the first time I feel like we've actually got an insight into the relationship that they had. We never even really got that. No. But now I understand better why someone like Best Genius would be a great mentor for someone like Bakugo. Their, their personalities are just completely different. And Best Genius' personality is something I think would temper... Bakugo's fire. Yes, and I mean, like I said, it did work because Bakugo, even though he pretended not to, he wanted to go back. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you think his hero name is going to be? I assume it's something All Might related. It's got to be. Like, it's not going to be All Explosion Murder. <laughs> all Explosion Murder. <laughs> explosion Might. Fire Might. All Fire. All explosion. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but it's got to be something that has to do with that. Otherwise, it doesn't... Because that's his role model, right? So it's it's a wish of a hero you want to be. That's what he he or wishes to be, be like, oh my... Well, it could be best explosion after best genius. <laughs> best explosion. <laughs> I don't really want to see best genius in like an all-out fight where he doesn't get wrecked by like all for one. I want to see like what he can do against yeah, a... he was the number three. And it also goes to show like... Especially with the difference between the, the new generation and the, or the old generation, when you think about the reason, taking all my aside, and even Endeavor, and maybe Best Genius to a certain extent, but even yeah, but even with Best he Genius, he got wrecked. But, it wasn't even a fight. But, but just the fact that he's the number three, uh, a wash machine is like number five or six or something. Yeah, like, that. like you think about the heroes that are like the top ten, yeah. and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, how are like, you? All Might is so wait. Even Endeavor talked about like he's been. All Might is so beyond me. Yeah. But you think about the other people that are on the top ten, and you're just like, these heroes are trash. Yeah. <laughs> like, even just the conversation we had with the guy, the the one hero that showed up to take out the 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 tidal wave guy. What the fuck was he gonna do? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The they need a new breed of heroes. Or like the heroes that showed up to take out Stain. Nothing. And Stain didn't really have powers. No. His power was just to paralyze you. Yeah. And he still whooped ass. Like, yeah, you all got your ass beat by Batman, basically. <laughs> it took the young heroes to, to do something. Yeah. That's sad. <laughs> and again, they're kids, so imagine when they're adults. Um, but yeah, so I love these two episodes. I guess that's it. Perfect Vision for both, right? Or yours, Perfect Vision for the last episode more than passable for Merry Christmas. Um, so let's move on. Let's get into, what do you want to talk about? In the Heights? Sure. All right, let's talk about In the Heights. They used to say, if you work hard, you live by the rules, the money will come, the things will come. You ready? I've been saving up all my pennies in my piggy bank for this day. Today's all we got, so we cannot stop. This is our block. In the heights, I'm hanging my flag on this Built my little dream, my sueñito. Here, Washington Heights. Like the street lights, we taking the flight to a couple of days in the life for what it's like in Washington Heights. The new Lin Man Manuel. I can't say his name. Lin Man. I, yeah, I say, every time I say it, like Lin Manuel Miranda, I was like Lin Manuel Miranda. Lin Manuel Miranda. 
Okay, in his name, I trust. <laughs> when it comes to musicals, was that man I'm can like, fucking say that, write? Say that three times fast. I can't. <laughs> um, that man can write a musical, bro. It's it's the way he's able to weave dialogue into a song. I I loved it. Um, just a perfect vision. I I loved the the movie. So uh, it really disappointed me when I heard all of the complaints about the 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 colorism controversy. Again, I understand where it's coming from, but it's like, damn, man, I. I'm Afro-Latino and I was like wow it's pretty cool they did a whole like Spanish themed musical that felt kind of real and gritty but it was like but it wasn't real enough motherfucker it was like oh, you're right okay it's fair but <laughs> shit I, could, I didn't even get a day to enjoy it <laughs> like um, my one complaint you also said you don't identify as Afro-Latino though <laughs> I identify more as African-American because I don't speak any Spanish and my father abandoned me when I was young so there's <laughs> there's also that um, but I still saw elements of what I know of my the little Spanish culture I did have. Uh, the grandmother scenes. Oh, it made me cry. I don't know what. Lin-Manuel Miranda's grandmother must have died, and she must have been really close to his grandmother. Now this is two fucking things that I've seen where a grandmother has died that he's written, and I've cried. Uh, In the Heights and Moana. I, oh, oh, Moana. <laughs> I was like, yo, what, what happened to your grandma, bro? Talk to me about it. <laughs> I want to know because you maybe, know how to write this. Maybe shit. not. Maybe not his. Maybe somebody he knows. I don't know. It's it's coming from somewhere real because it resonates. Um, my only issue with this movie, um, and it's really more the issue with the music side of it. I love this the songs, but my problem is unlike with something like Hamilton or Moana, I I don't remember them as well. Like they don't stick with me, and I think it it feels like most of the song. There are a few standouts, but. I feel like most of the songs kind of blend together just from like how they're sung and how they're strung together in the narrative. Um, the ones that stand out are the first song, In the Heights, of course. Um, uh, the lottery song, 96,000, 9600. I don't remember what it was, the actual title was. But it was that song. And amazing choreography where they're singing and dancing in the pool with the water. That was another thing. The cinematography, the directing, the energy in these scenes, like it rivals uh, uh, The Greatest Showman when it comes to the choreography and the energy of the shots. And sometimes I think it surpasses it with things like, I don't remember, I don't remember what the song was, but when they're doing like Spider-Man walking up the, the building and shit like that toward the end. Mm-hmm. Um... So in terms of visually, they did an amazing job of making it a visually interesting movie to watch paired with the music. Like I said, I just feel like the music itself didn't stand out as much. What was wrong? I just died. Oh. Um, But yeah, overall, I loved it. Uh, So Perfect Vision, how'd you feel about it? See, what you just said is exactly why I give it a high passable. A high passable? Yes. Because... Yes, was it visually stimulating? It was, but this is a musical. Not one song do I like. I'm not if I'm not going if I'm not leaving a musical singing any of the songs or remembering any of the songs or you know saying oh I'm gonna download the soundtrack because I want to listen to it again I'm mm. gonna bust out chord then I okay. consider it not a failure because I didn't hate the movie. All right, that's fair. That's actually a very fair point. So I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna actually no, I'm gonna recon my opinion. I'm gonna <laughs> drop it down to high more than passable. Because I was gonna say even the song in, said high passable, high passable. Damn, okay. Because <laughs> I'm like even the song in the heights and I'm like yeah, it's kind of cat. 
kind of catchy, but I'm not, not going to see myself. I'm not going to see myself blasting that in the car. I can't like I would like a Hamilton. It's too many lyrics to remember. Like it's, I won't even say that because I could bust out. I am not throwing away my. I am just like my country. I'm young. Scratch. That's no, a lot of lyrics. No, no. I'm gonna get a scholarship to King's College. I probably wouldn't brag, but dad got but, amazing astonish. But, but that thematically felt like something. This felt like he was just talking about like making coffee. I'm like, okay, you're making coffee and you're serving people, and it felt more like dialogue in song form than it did. Song. So does Hamilton. No, but I feel like each song had a theme. Like it was more. It made a point. It, this just felt like more or less make dialogue to songs. You know what I mean? No. Because <laughs> I'm like, I feel like the same thing. Well, like, okay, I feel so like, like Hamilton I'm not throwing too. away my shot. That's about not throwing away. It's about something. I'm not throwing away my shot. Like, what's In the Heights about? A lot of that song is just about him. It's a, his yeah, day it's a day. day. It's a day. Yeah, it's a day and a day. But uh, for, what, what's the song? Um, Angelica, remind me what we're looking for. I'm looking for a mind at work. Work. That's like what she's what she's going to. Mind at work. Yeah. Work. Why she's going to the cl- like? Why she's going to this party or whatever? She's looking for. It felt more like set pieces though. It felt more like. That's what I mean. I felt like the dialogue just. It was just dialogue. It was dialogue in song form rather than songs that made a story. You see the difference? Yeah. No. I see yeah, what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Right, yeah. That's what I'm saying. But like, yeah, like I guess that's really, and, and like I said, I'm and I'm putting all the controversy aside. I'm igno- not, I'm not even talking about the controversy and, and anything like that. I'm just talking about the movie in of itself because I didn't. You even, like the story though? Not I mean, even the characters. You like? I mean, the story was the story was decent, but I also felt like there were so many characters that you didn't really connect. You the the the, the biggest connection you got was maybe Usnavi and then Vanessa. I even love his origin of his name. <laughs> I'm gonna name my son that. <laughs> like there's, there's, there, there's so many characters, and you don't really get a lot from the characters mm. that I, I didn't necessarily feel a lot yeah. for all of them. Like the woman Daniela or whatever. Sisters. Yeah, the salon girl. Yeah, her moving, her leaving, her leaving in the Heights to go to the Bronx. I'm like, okay, yeah. Or uh, even even a lot of stuff with Benny and uh, Nina. I think that's her name. Mm. You didn't get a lot from them. Then come to find out there was a storyline that they actually took out from the original musical where her father didn't like him, Benny, he's black. because he's black. That is so real. Why wasn't that in the movie they then? <laughs> yeah. I've experienced that. So, so, even, so even with that, that kind of makes me go, it's like with the colorism aspect, I'm like, they knew what they were doing because why take that storyline out of the musical? Yeah, that definitely implies they knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah. So. On some level. I don't know if it's the cast director that knew what they were doing. I don't know. How much did Lin-Manuel Miranda have like it, how much was he involved I'm not sure I mean he was in it he was in it for so, sure, I'm pretty sure. That, and, and plus it's his, it's his property that, so that actually not it didn't hurt the movie but I was like did they give the ice cream guy a, a mini arc just so he has a role <laughs> Like it felt like it. I haven't seen the original musical, so okay. I'm not sure. But I, but I, that, that's what I'm saying. I found that out it after. Felt the, weird I found that, that out after the fact that they took that storyline out. Well, it felt weird that he had a whole song about fucking making ices. I'm like, you have nothing to do with the story. Why, why did we get a two minute song about making ices? Well, I think I think that might be in the musical. Okay, it maybe, still felt maybe. Weird. I don't know because sometimes they do add like listen and dream. Well, I don't know if you didn't see Dreamgirls, no, I didn't see that. but the Beyonce song they had a song specifically because it's Beyonce, but that that wasn't an original musical. Mm, okay. I mean, thematically, it made sense because it's, like, it's all about dreams and pursuing your dream or whatever. But in that one instance, I'm like, this has nothing to do with anything else. <laughs> yeah, Piragua. Yeah, I mean, again, I, but see, I didn't hate the songs in the moment. I just don't remember them. No, I didn't hate the songs, but yeah, yeah they're not they're not memorable. Yeah, but they are even in the moment. I'm like, I'm like bopping to them, but it just doesn't stick. 
And and then also like you talk about oh the grandmother oh I'm like I didn't really feel any oh, like the, the, song, <laughs> the song that she had at the end I was and then she died okay, wait, I was, wait 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 I will say this this song went a little bit too long I'll say that but that whole moment where she's lying there looking at her family coming together like and she's like drifting off into and even that I was like oh, metaphor so she's, about, like, she's about to die okay <laughs> I, that's what broke my heart I'm like grandma no. I was legitimately like grandma no. Maybe I love my grandma too much. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but still, I was just like, yeah, I was like, I didn't, I didn't really feel it. And, and I guess maybe because the song wasn't that memorable. Like I think about, again, mm. I, and, I, and it's hard. To, you don't mm. want to compare it to Hamilton, but that's literally Moana song for the grandma. Well, not even just better. that, but like, uh, it's literally it's, it's written by him. I mean, it's written by him. So I mean, and obviously, what Hamilton? This called? in the Heights came first. Yeah. So you can also see the like the progression. Yeah, the Kate like yeah. He got I, better. Yeah, he got better. But I'm like, I think about the song right before he died. Who? I imagine death more like feels like oh, a before Hamilton died. Yeah. And oh, I'm like, that's I not felt, fair. I felt more in that. That's not or, fair. Or even Look, the, like, or even the song after that where they came with the the candles okay. and everything like that. But then I just go back and think of when you see him on the streets walking by that's his side, talking about. I'm like, I think about all. I'm like, I don't. But I know you're saying don't compare. But like, it's not fair. But like, it's but. But is it though? Like, I will say, I think about the same emotional yeah. reaction I had for the same kind of moment, yeah. and I'm like, I felt more for that, yeah, than I did for this. I agree with you. I 100 agree with that. I think Hamilton's a way superior musical. I'm like, why didn't they make that instead of this? But then you lose the the representation angle, which wasn't representative I mean, enough, apparently. <laughs> do, do, do you know you can still cast them as black? <laughs> Who on uh, Hamilton? Yeah, a live action, a live action Hamilton. <laughs> I mean, black, you could, black, yeah. black Asian and. I mean, Hamilton was every race, so <laughs> not Hamilton himself. I mean, like yeah, yeah, the cast yeah, yeah, was yeah, every no, race. I yeah, which I prefer. I think Black Washington was great. <laughs> so, who was in this movie? Wait, what? Was he Benny? What are you talking about? No, he played uh, the guy that the uh, when he was singing Peter Agua, yeah. and the guy that showed up in the ice cream cart. That was the ice cream cart guy. That was the ice cream. That was yeah. Uh, he harassing that ice cream dude. Who, 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 who was Benny in the original musical? Oh, and Lin Manuel Miranda was Usnavi. That makes sense. That's why he sings just like fucking Lin Manuel Miranda. He's got he's got very like. Uh, well, he was in Hamilton too. Yeah, I know, but he's got a very distinct cadence. Oh, you mean um the kid that plays Usnavi? Yeah, he was Hamilton's son, right? He was the son, and he was uh, John Lawrence. Oh, okay. There you go. That makes sense. What? Oh, it looked like you were about to say something else. <laughs> oh, no, no. No, I, I mean, I hear what you're saying. I think Hamilton's a far superior musical, but I don't know. I still really liked In the Heights. Especially the ending. I, that even, I didn't expect that. I was like, so what is the what is the message here? It, you got to love where you came from. Be proud of where you came from. But then also, fuck it, I'm going to move to Dominican Republic. Then it was like, oh, no, it was all just like uh, like movie tricks. Whereas they're not actually on a beach. That was just a drawing behind them. And then they come out and they're dancing in the street. I'm like, oh! No, okay. <laughs> I liked it. I mean, all right, I get it. It doesn't take much to make Jordan smile, which is which is good, which is fine. <laughs> That's, fine. That's fine. That's <laughs> fine. Oh man. Um, I mean, so you want to talk about the, the oh, perfect vision? Yeah. I mean, I really enjoyed it. I mean, but that's that's fine. That's talking fine. about the musical part of it, you're like, I appreciate no. you enjoying it, but uh, let let it be me. I, I'm like, I'm like, that's fine if you enjoy it, but let it be me enjoying something that you didn't like. Why you didn't explain yourself? <laughs> Fuck you. That's how you get. It. I did explain myself. 
but I'm saying that's how you get if I like something that you didn't like. Well, I don't want you to be haphazard with your ratings here, Michael. Okay? Oh, fuck that's, you. that's why I lowered my clearly, rating. Clearly you are. Well, you just I, say, oh, well, actually, you're right. No, <laughs> but you made a good point about like, it, it is a musical and the fact that I'm not walking. And I have been replaying the In the Heights song, but even that, I skipped toward the middle to end because the entire first part of that song is just dialogue. It's just them talking about his day and I'm like, I don't... It doesn't do anything for me in the way... Because Hamilton's lyrics are all metaphors. Like, everything they talk about can be a metaphor or apply... You can apply it to your life in a completely shit. different context. But but Usnavi rapping about his day-to-day in a convenience store? I can't... There's no metaphor there for me to be like, just like my life when I get ready for work. No, it's not. This is some spooky white people shit. Spooky white people shit. Yes. Why would you put this on a, uh, as your profile picture on Tinder? On Tinder? (laughs) Yes. Like that he, okay. He's dressed like the villains from from the purge. Well, I was thinking the purge or purge. Same thing. The same kind of masquerade. But this is like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna swipe right on this one. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Maybe you're a Bioshock fan. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess that's it. Is there anything you want to add? Do you want to talk about the? I mean, we already kind of talked about. Yeah, the we already talked about it. So yeah, that didn't affect my enjoyment while watching. But no, I didn't. No, I, I could put that aside. Yeah. Just like I did for lo- like because Love Victor, hmm. which I uh, watched. Which we're not we don't we're not gonna talk about that. Happy Pride. <laughs> but yeah, I was able to put that aside because the show just like in Love Simon, it's the spinoff. Show takes place in Atlanta, mm. but it was very white. Yeah. And Atlanta is a majority black city. Yeah. So I was able to put that aside and enjoy it for what it was, but that's still a complaint. Especially like I thought they were Puerto Rican at first. Like that, I thought the whole thing was Puerto Rican, not Dominican Republic. I know it's all well, of it. The, yes, it's all, all of it. it. But Usnavi's Dominican. Exactly. Who's but supposed the, but, to be? But the fact that that's the focus, the Dominican Republic DR is the is the focus. Most times, I've met Dominican people that are our complexion or darker. Or you know, darker. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I get mistaken for Dominican all the time. So right there, I'm like, yeah, it's kind of weird that none of your leads in a movie about the Dominican Republic are dark skinned Dominicans, because that's like a a common thing with Dominican people. Yeah, it's not. It's not like it's, it's not uncommon. uncommon. Yeah, it's not uncommon. No, it's it's more uncommon that no one in the movie is dark skinned. <laughs> and that's what I was saying before. Like it's about a specific city. A real life city at that, mm. and it doesn't even look like the people that 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 it represents. And obviously, not yeah. to say there weren't any dark skinned there, yeah, but they were all in the background. Yeah, but the all- difference with something like this in Seinfeld, Seinfeld, I don't think they ever had the the incentive or intention to make or friends to, to, or friend or friends. Yeah, or yeah, maybe I'm talking about friends. It's both, but yeah, friends too, especially friends. They didn't have the intention to actually make. To have representation in their series, but in this movie, it's just ironic that I'm sure that was the intention, but yet it's like, yo, you still fucked it up. So it's like, fuck. <laughs> of course, you got the people. Then of course, you got the people saying in comments like, oh, well, I'm Hispanic and I don't care about the. It's like, yeah, you're probably the more white passing. His, yeah, white passing Hispanic mm. person. Mm. Oh, I mean, you sh- you shouldn't be talking about this because you're not Hispanic or whatever. Well, a you don't know that. Mm. But then B, I'm like, I'm only talking about it because I see other people talking about. It. So I'm talking, I'm saying their, yeah. I'm saying their critiques, and the people that have, most of the people that are critiquing it are Afro Latino folks. Mm. See, if I had a more Latino upbringing, maybe I would have keyed into that issue faster. But by my father, <laughs> and not, he wasn't around to make me actually feel like I'm a Latino. <laughs> 
And then it's like, not even just that. It's like, again, and it's like, do I want to notice these things? I don't. But it's like, it happens over and over again. Like I mentioned with Love, Simon. I mean, Love, Victor. Well, it takes place in Atlanta. They weren't really, it was the majority, it's like a very white show. And then when they did introduce another black person or a person of color, it's like they did the paper bag test for the casting. They were like the lightest skin black or brown person mm. in the cat. Like they introduced an uh, Arab, a Muslim, a Middle Eastern character in the yeah. show, Love, Simon. And he's a, he becomes, a, I mean, Love, Victor. He becomes a major character, but he's hella light skin yeah. like the lightest skin Middle Eastern person they could find or you think about America Chavez and the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness you look at how America Chavez looks in the comics and then you look at who they cast yeah. it's like night and day it's or, not that or I don't Sunspot think... and New Mutants yeah colorism is, is real I mean, it's not that I don't think it's real my issue is just like it becomes a thing where like you said it's like I, it's not that I don't want to see it it's, but it's like man I can't be happy about I always feel like it's always a talking point but the other side of it is if it's not a constant talking point it'll never change so it's like mm, I don't want to constantly be angry about things and I don't want it to become a talking point for everything we always talk about but also if we just ignore it and we don't talk about it it'll never change yeah so I mean like, plenty, ah. of, <laughs> plenty, plenty of Afro Latino folks have talked about and have done interviews like Gina Torres as an example mm. she's Cuban but and not like she's she's straight up Cuban. She was born in America, but her parents are Cuban. She speaks fluent Spanish, everything like that. She's basically Afro Latina, and she'd always talk about how in Hollywood, anytime they would go, every time she would go for Latina roles, she would get denied for it because she looks she's black. she's black. Yeah, she's a black Cuban, and she people would be like, "Why are you here?" Because the role says Latina. I'm yeah. a Latina. And like being Afro-Latino or Afro-Latino wasn't considered a thing because they wanted more people that look like J-Lo or Sofia Vergara or Eva Mendez. Like yeah. that's Latino. You want to pretend there's a ubiquitous like color of a, a Latino person, but there's not. They come in a lot of different shades. Yeah, like even somebody in my comments is like when I mentioned Gina Torres, they were like, Gina Torres is an Afro-Latina. She's African American. She was born in America. I'm like, Yeah, she's born in America, but her parents are Cuban. She's not African American. That would make me just African American too, then. <laughs> like I was born in America. Yeah. But my dad was Puerto Rican and my mother's African American, so I'm just African American. And it's not just <laughs> a race that Latino part. But meanwhile, white people want to claim like one tenth Irish. Like, yeah. Claim, like, or I saw somebody. Or I, or I saw American. somebody on. Or I saw somebody on TikTok. Oh no, not TikTok. Facebook. Because uh, somebody was like, "Oh, it's Juneteenth. Cash up a black person or whatever." And some white guy on tic- on, on Facebook. No, I said TikTok. Some white guy on Facebook. He uh posted posted. It was like my grandfather was African. So hit me up. What? What? I mean, I saw a lot of things that are, are problematic to me about Juneteenth. It's so funny. Last year, I was so happy about that holiday, and this year, I didn't even say like "Happy Juneteenth" or anything like that because like I'm. Now no, I mean, I'm, I said I said "Happy Juneteenth," but I'm not like, conflicted I, about it because it feels like the problem. government is using it as like a, a bone. No, they us. are. I have a problem with the whole. Yeah, thing. It, it's and then they're just gonna commodify it. They're gonna make money off of something that they didn't even want. Not to even just that, but like place. it's supposed to be a black. It's like a holiday celebrating like Black liberation, but now you're giving white people the day off. Exactly, but. And in some countries, some countries, some states, they don't want to even talk about fucking race yeah, critical, theory. Yeah, critical race theory. So it's was like, I, I, you've seen probably online too, where it's like, yeah, Juneteenth, the first holiday that you can't talk about, you can get the day off, yeah, but, you, you, but you can't talk, talk about, about it in like it. 15 states or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, I saw that. Like, it's just so hypocritical, but 
But not even just that, but like this is a country founded on hypocrisy. But like, so I'm like, black people weren't asking for this to be. Black people were celebrating Juneteenth, whether you made it a federal holiday or not. It's like we weren't people. We weren't asking for this. We were asking for reparations. We're asking for the, in you know the the the, the uh what the fuck about what's the word? About I'm anti lynching bill. What the the strengthening of the the Voting Rights Act? Yeah, an, an anti lynching bill. The George Do you Floyd. Remember last we're, we're asking for police reform. We're not asking for Juneteenth. No, here's the band aid though. Yeah, band aid Juneteenth. It's a holiday now. Shut up. <laughs> Remember last year how there were like random lynchings happening around the country with black people mm-hmm. and they just never, nothing came of it. Yeah, nothing came of it. That no one was found. Just kind of got swept underneath the rug and we just don't talk about but it. But Juneteenth, though. We but Juneteenth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know how Asian hate got a bill passed almost immediately, but nothing for black people, Black Lives Matter? No, none of yeah, that. No, no. Because one's June, far no, but, easier. But, but Juneteenth, we, did. we, cast, we, cast, we, gave, we gave you Juneteenth. <laughs> Which even the whole Juneteenth thing, I'm like, it's fine. But I'm, and I posted this on Twitter. I was like, I have a kind of a problem with it in the sense of like, even black people too, people are celebrating. They have this idea like, oh, after Juneteenth, we were all free from slavery. It's like, no, we weren't. Like, slavery was still legal. Like, Juneteenth is more of a Texas thing. It was free. It was, it was slavery was abolished in Texas. But in terms of like... Like Delaware and Kentucky, slavery was still legal mm. after after Juneteenth. Yeah. So if you want to celebrate the freedom, the abolishment of slavery, it needs to be after the Thirteenth Amendment was ratified. That's when slavery was abolished. Mm. So make that a holiday if you want to actually celebrate that. Or how about I'll trade but still in, give us reparations. I was there. I'll, I'll trade in the holiday points for reparations. <laughs> like you like, have the holiday. Yeah. But I want reparations. That's what I was like. But you still give us reparations yeah. and voting rights and anti-lynching bill. No, and, it's the same uh, reason why it's so easy for them to ratify uh, stop Asian hate because it's so benign. It means nothing. Like, but if you have to to address black racism has to address systemic racism has to address all those other issues that we've had but Asian hates like yeah yeah don't don't hate on Asians the end and it's then like, you're gonna nah, have, man and now places like Walmart and Target and these white owned companies are gonna yep. come out with Juneteenth making a profit off yeah of Juneteenth. Juneteenth merch yeah exactly that's why I'm like ill now it's kind of gross now like I said white people are gonna get the day off and they get to go out and hang out and hey Juneteenth yeah yeah they make money off of a holiday that they didn't even want to give us originally so fuck off <laughs> but anyway moving on let's get into news of the week with Michael she's the black Iron Man but she's not Tony Stark no, no, they just don't want their character this quote-unquote I could call you a nigga Jordan. you better not if he says that you shit to you his Jordan. ass on Instagram yeah, I don't want to hand me down I don't want any down. gay things I don't want any it's all straight and white uh, 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 what's going down <laughs> Michael News um I guess we could talk about Hitman Wife's Bodyguard it was okay moving on <laughs> you said it was okay you came out no I really it. I mean, I liked it more than I thought I would, so I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I give it a high passable. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember the first one. But I, I remember liking it. You I, didn't see the I, first one. I think I did see part of the first one, but I don't remember it either. So Whatever. Anyway, come here. Oh, uh, what is it? <gasps> gay porn. Oh man, gay porn. <laughs> Cap? What the hell? What? What is this? We say heads up when we really mean duck. What? Question everything. What is this? The only one What? It's a commercial. I know, but that was what you wanted to show me? Yes. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Is that the whole thing? Was that everything? Yeah, that was the wait. 
Why, where's the other one? I don't know how I feel about that. There was another one with Elizabeth Olsen, but it's not. It's blocked. It's not showing up. All right. Well, at least they also did Elizabeth Olsen because my first reaction to that was just like the Juneteenth thing. But like, yeah, we gave you motherfuckers black Captain America. Why? To make money off of it. Now he's selling Hondas. I'm like, what the fuck? You got a cap shilling Hondas that like a, a month after you make him cap? Bullshit. What the fuck? I didn't see Chris Evans Captain America. Like, no. Buy a Ford. Chris Evans Captain America. Jordan's representation. Yeah, man. <laughs> Even worse if he was like, buy malt liquor. <laughs> Supposedly that was one with Elizabeth Olsen too, but I, don't, it, I can't find it. But At least there's that. It makes it a little bit better, but I don't know, man. It just feels weird that the second they give us Black Cap, they immediately got him shilling shit. Like, <laughs> I mean, you got to have a black person shucking and jiving. That's what it feels like. <laughs> That's exactly what it feels like. It almost feels like a real life version of that thing they did with uh, Chris Evans' cap in the MCU, where it was like, so... But that was in the MCU. I know. <laughs> but that is crazy that the joke in the MCU is what they're doing with Sam in real life. With Anthony Mackie in real life. Anyway, next next trailer. God damn it. Alright, what's the trailer? Snake Eyes. I'm on a new level. Minority representation. It is a thing. I, I, it is a thing I noticed. Anything anytime there's a black movie or whatever. Now it's just whatever the minority representation is. Yeah, let's is. throw in a rap song. Yeah. I, I it's clearly Hollywood is just looking at the Black Panther formula and reprinting it over and over and over. Which even, is again, into, even into the Spider-Verse, it's throwing a rap song. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I it's weird because I'm, I'm like of two minds. One, representation. Yay. But on the other hand, it's like, but you don't give a fuck. It's really just about you think you can make money off of us. That's it. <laughs> I'm black. I don't really listen to rap like that. <laughs> they don't know that. <laughs> they assume all minorities that aren't white enjoy it. That's not even just song. a Hollywood thing. Sometimes because I'll bring my Alexa to work with me sometimes. If I like if, and if I uh, if I end up working in the kitchen, I'll plug it up and play play some music. And sometimes like country music will play. They'll be like, oh, Michael, I didn't know you listened to this type of music. What, 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 it's fucking country. Like, who cares? <laughs> what are you trying to say? Because I'm black? I'm supposed to be listening to fucking Yes, <laughs> exactly that. Yes, <laughs> only hip hop. That's it. Yeah, that's all I'm supposed to listen to. <laughs> hip hop and hip hop variants. <laughs> um, I mean, look, uh, it's Snake Eyes. Do you give a fuck, really? I mean, no, I've never really watched GI Joe or anything like that. I mean, they're retconning it to make Snake Eyes an Asian American rather than a white American, because the idea in the original series is that Snake Eyes was a white kid that. Uh, was taken in by a Japanese family and but he was like a gaijin so he was an outsider but I think it's a cool workaround where instead of it I think we've talked about this before with other things like you don't have to make it a white person to be an outsider in a story like in this case he's Asian American that's enough difference in an Asian culture to be considered an outsider you're not part of this culture you're an outsider you're still of the same race but you're still an outsider we talked about this with uh, Iron Fist it could have been the, this could have been the storyline for Iron Fist too so the fact that doing for Snake Eyes they get they get points for that. Um, will it be good? No idea. <laughs> but probably not. <laughs> probably not. But you know, rooting for it. I, I'll probably end up seeing it just because maybe a screener or whatever for it. But maybe. whatever. Yeah. Well, something I probably won't end up. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Because well, I still haven't seen season two. But Titans dropped their season three trailer. Mm. So, I mean, you think Joker's actually gonna be in it? It's a very killing joke. Probably not in it, but probably just gonna see 
So it's gonna be all like off off screen that he kind of like kind of like what we did, kind of like what they did with like the first season of Bat, uh, first season of Titans with Batman. Like you didn't see him, but you like kind of. People like that show still. I don't understand why or how. Well, they say the second season was better than the. I don't know. I don't believe it. <laughs> oh, it's the best live action version of Deathstroke. I'm like better than Manu Bennett. Yeah. Well, Manu Bennett was barely Deathstroke, like two seconds. <laughs> I mean, but he was. He was still slayed. He had like what, like two lines? Like, <laughs> no, I'm talking about season season two of Arrow. Oh, Manu Bennett. I don't know why my brain what went are you to talking um, about. Fucking what's his name? Uh, Justice League. Oh, uh, Joe Joe Manganiello. Okay, yeah. So never mind. 100 percent what you just said because that makes no. There's no way it's better than Manu Bennett. <laughs> Deathstroke when seasons one and two of Arrow were like amazing. You can't take that away from that show. Well, according to people, it's better than Titans. They didn't watch Arrow, that's all. <laughs> but I mean, maybe maybe I'll check out season two and then go to season three at some point. But the Red Hood mask look all CGI. That shit look fake as hell. I mean, it looked like a cosplay mask. I've seen cosplayers have similar masks. I was like, I've seen cosplayers have better masks. That too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, meh, I'm whatever to it. I, I might check it out though. But something I will be checking out, even though I don't know what the fuck is happening based on the trailer, a uh, new trailer for a movie, uh, My Hero Academia World Heroes, just dropped. So Deku finally became a mass murderer. Yeah. <laughs> He's long, on the run. Live long enough to be, what, the, I don't know the fucking quote. Die hero or yeah. live long enough to yourself become a all for one? <laughs> Pretty much. So Deku's become all for one. Yeah. I mean, the animation looks sick. No idea what's going on in the trailer because it's all in Japanese. Yeah, there's but, no subtitles. Yeah. No, I, I had seen those costumes they're wearing, Todoroki, Bakugo, and Deku, like the black outfits with the hoods. Maybe that's them going undercover or something, because Deku's wanted for murder. And I'm like, and where does this take place in the timeline? <laughs> I don't know, because they keep saying that these movies are, are canon. canon, but not canon. Yeah. So they're going to spoil something, like kind of like how uh, the other movie spoiled the gauntlet that Deku gets. Wait, do I mean, that's the biggest fucking bullshit. The fact that they haven't just gone back to that lady and gotten another fucking one of those gauntlets. <laughs> hey, Deku, you have access to all your powers with these gauntlets. Should you get a new pair? Nah. <laughs> well, he can't get back to the island. Why? Because <laughs> he don't have no money. Aren't they friends? He mail it. <laughs> like, <laughs> he don't have any money. <laughs> It'd be real useful if I had full access to one for all. <laughs> um, what else? So, yeah, uh... First reactions for Black Widow have hit online, and my phone is frozen. Okay, now it's unfrozen. But uh, Black Widow is one of Marvel's best solo films, start to finish. The movie is great. Excellent surprises, emotional character moments, badass action, and Scarlett Johansson finally gets to pour everything into the role. Hmm. Um, Director Kate Shortland nailed it. Bravo. Um... Black Widow shows exactly why Natasha Romanoff was the glue that held the Avengers together. Shades of John Wick fight scenes and inventive action sequences wrapped in a heartfelt and poignant story about family and how the world treats girls. Excited to see Yelena carry the torch. Uh, The Black Widow cast is great at building fun. Larger than life characters, but Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova is an absolute standout. Marvel fans will adore her. I walked out from this movie excited about her future involvement in the MCU. Black Widow. She'll be, of course, <laughs> Black Widow. That's what it sounds. She'll be an instant fan favorite. Uh. And somebody else said, I love Black Widow, and it makes me angry. ScarJo deserved this film long ago. I loved everyone in it, but it bothers me so much that Marvel waited so long. ScarJo was amazing as always. Florence Pugh, I've loved everything in 
Uh, I've loved and everything I've seen her in and continue to do so. Uh, movies are back. Black Widow is a tense, action-packed spy thriller that truly completes Natasha's story in a visceral and emotional way. Florence Pugh crushes it and is an instant MCU icon. This is like the MCU's Bond movie with shades of Mission Impossible and Thelma and Louise. Hmm. And the last two that I'll read, because uh, there was way more, but... Uh, where I lost my spy. Uh, Black Widow is a great action spy thriller with some unexpected surprises. The raw emotion, the remote, the film is raw and emotional. Florence and Scarlet thrive together on screen while David Harbour is a scene stiller. Scarlet goes out on top in what might be her final outing and as the titular character. And the final one I'll read is Marvel fans rejoice. Black Widow is outstanding and arguably S tier entry in the MCU mm. like Civil War. An aggressively bleak tone and dark story is balanced by legit LOL family comedy okay action is brutal this is the first mcu film i've seen where stunts look like it hurts hmm okay they're, they're hyping this up a lot now <laughs> now you're, you're you're treading on civil war and we're in soldier territory okay all right all right big shoes to fill black widow so, i mean Hope it's not overhyped. one person said it's the the best solo outing so okay all right we'll see yeah. oh, we'll see <laughs> i also heard talking about like oh well what what do they say what what it means to be a girl in the world and shit like that i'm like i hope it's not any heavy and messages about girl power in this, but we'll see. They could do it well. It might be they might execute that that idea well, especially if the idea is like if it's about family and also about what girls can do in the world. Maybe it's like, but that, all the, aren't all Black Widows women? So I'm like maybe they thought that she yeah. couldn't do as much because she's a female Black Widow. But I thought they're all women, so I don't know. We'll yeah, see. All, all Black Widows are women. I don't know. We'll see. We shall maybe see. that's why she didn't become a Red Guardian like what's his face yeah David Harbour maybe maybe I'm like I'll find out next week yeah um excited though glad it doesn't sound like it sucks but I'm always hesitant just because it, I remember no, BBS, but I mean, before the most BBS I mean, high rated yeah but I mean <laughs> don't but don't compare a D- DC just saying <laughs> I always take the the for early the reviews of the Grand Mo- Skull for the most part Marvel movies have been pretty good I mean, they're, they're not BVS. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. So, like, yeah, you say, oh, BVS. I'm like, eh. All I'm saying is, is I take all the early reviews with a grain of salt. Yeah, I do too. Standing ovation. <laughs> yeah, standing ovation. All right. <laughs> but uh, speaking of standing ovations, uh, right now they're saying Loki, the, the premiere of Loki was the most watched Disney Plus premiere of uh, the MCU shows. Do you think that's because of Loki itself or because they moved to Wednesdays? I heard that... It, not hurt, but I feel like I mean, maybe a little bit of both. Yeah, but then uh, at the same time, I'm like, because they moved all their shows to Wednesdays now. I'm right? like, would Wednesdays really like it's versus Wednesday, Fridays? Yeah, for sure. Because by the time you get to Friday in the weekend, people are busier. People are doing other shit other than sitting at home watching movies. <laughs> I guess nowadays, but like the world just opened up mm. like this week. Yeah. Or not the world. I don't know if the world is open, but New York specifically. Yeah, yeah maybe. But uh. Who is this? Uh, they also said, as far as uh, Armor Wars, it says, tell your Marvel fans that we've got a series called Armor Wars coming up starring John, Don Cheeto's War Machine. I think that would probably scratch the itch that our fans have for more Iron Man. Mm. So, if you have an Iron Man itch, it'll be scratched in Armor Wars. <laughs> I guess I depending do. On, depending on what they do, I'm really excited about Armor Wars. If they do it right, they could use it as a perfect opportunity to introduce like Doctor Doom. They can introduce Riri. Mm. That's if they do that. Though. I don't think they're going to do Doctor Doom in this, but I could see Riri. I mean, Doom would make sense though. Like, 
Stark technology, and I mean, he becomes Iron Man at one point in the comics. Infamous. Yeah, Iron but Man. for Armor Wars to be where he starts off at, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like because then it's straight up an Iron Man villain, kind of. I mean, mm-hmm. he could be though. I'm just saying, I like Doctor Doctor Doom is the type of character he got beef with every fucking body. Yeah. So. I personally wouldn't be mad if they introduced Riri as... Because my uh, whole thing is, like, I'm tired of them doing the whole thing was, like, oh, Doom is connected to Fantastic Four in the sense that he gets their power. He has his powers just like them. It's mm-hmm. like... No. <laughs> yeah, I don't necessarily want that either. But, I don't know. Why not Norman Osborn? He made Iron Man armor at one point. <laughs> I mean, you could do that, too. Because we haven't seen Norman Osborn in the Spider-Man movies. No. They haven't even like they met, they talk about the, I think they reference Oscorp. I mean, in a world where we just got Falcon Winter Soldier, they refer, have they referenced Oscorp? No, I don't think so. Not that not out loud. Maybe maybe visual references, but I don't remember there ever being a mention of Oscorp. But like I was saying, um, they just did Falcon Winter Soldier with John Walker as like the Captain America replacement. I feel like in a world where there's no Iron Man, when a CEO like an Os Osborn want to create his own Iron Man that's kind of what they did in the comics with Dark Avengers right with yeah. uh, Dark Iron Man why not maybe. yeah maybe but he was also Iron Patriot yeah it's, oh yeah Iron but Patriot. they already did Iron Patriot yeah, yeah they already did that yeah but uh something they didn't already do we already talked about Donnie Yen uh, showing up in uh, John Wick 4 yeah well now they're saying Blade himself might show up in John Wick 4 as well um, Wesley Snipes. Oh, Wesley Snipes. Not, not, not Mershali, okay. Not that blade. Wesley Snipes? What the fuck is he doing in John Wick? Me. Can he fight? He, what do you mean? Wesley Snipes. Uh, but he old now. Like, can he still fight? <laughs> can he still move like he used to? Keanu Reeves is old too. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but Keanu Reeves is still like in fighting shape. Like He'd be training and well, stuff. He could get in fighting shape. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Wesley Snipes though with Donnie Yen? That's weird. <laughs> Don't disrespect Wesley Snipes. <laughs> But I mean, it'd be cool. It'd be cool if he's Blade. <laughs> he, he that'd, that'd be a cool fucking crossover. Marshall Ali's Blade. No, nah, I want John Wick to call Blade. He's like, I need help. Blade, you still now, fighting now, vampires? Now vampires are going to show up. Yup. Yup. Where do you think the Continental was meant to fight? All his assassins for no reason? Nope. They're fighting vampires. That's the okay. true purpose of the, the Continental. <laughs> I, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't hate that. <laughs> Me either. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Although, I'm like, whatever happened to that Continental spinoff that was supposed to happen? Um, they did that female movie and it didn't do well so they were like forget it it's not gonna work <laughs> remember that female John Wick Atomic Blonde yeah <laughs> which they said oh it could cross over nope, nope. <laughs> didn't do well enough but yeah it's like it was, it was like that, uh, the, the, the mummy movies or what was it Dracula it was like oh this could be the start of the monster franchise oh, Dracula Untold then it was like oh no never mind start all over again <laughs> it wasn't good enough never mind <laughs> But uh, speaking of something that might or might not be good enough, James Gunn's Suicide Squad, which I'm I'm excited about. They actually yeah. revealed the runtime. It's going to be two hours and twelve minutes. Okay, I have faith in James Gunn. That's not a crazy length. It's not super long. That's what he said. <laughs> did he? <laughs> uh, something else I have faith in. Uh, did you see uh, Mortal Kombat Legends: Scorpion's Revenge? What the fuck? Huh? Oh, I still haven't watched it. No, the cartoon, the yes. animated movie. No, I didn't watch it. It's because you're trash. I need to watch it. But it's very good. And they announced a sequel is coming, so. <laughs> They're like, fuck that Mortal Kombat live action movie. <laughs> it's going to be called Battle of the Realms. 
So they're essentially doing what the live action movie should have done. They start with the Scorpion Origin movie, and then they're doing a Mortal Kombat movie. Yes. God damn it. <laughs> now I have to watch it, but fuck, man. Uh, speaking of, but, but something I don't have to watch, because I'm just like, are you serious? So there's going to be a Beauty and the Beast live action prequel series starring LeFou and uh, Gaston. They're reprising their roles, and it's officially announced. Uh, it's coming to Disney+. Plus. But uh, for anyone who's wondered how a brute like Gaston and a goof like LeFou could have ever become friends and partners or how a mystical enchantress came to cast that faithful spell on the prince turned beast, the series will finally provide those answers and provoke a whole new set of questions. Mm. There are a few more pre- uh, precious gems in our Disney library that we plan on, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? But yeah, so LeFou and, LeFou and Gaston. I don't know what the name of it is going to be, but like... Are you excited? What the fuck? No. <laughs> Why are you excited no. about that? You say you sound excited. LeFou and Gaston? No, the, the, the. Yes, that's the, <laughs> the story I've never thought I wanted, but I actually do. <laughs> but uh, also with that, uh, Silk, I mentioned this before, Silk is getting her own TV series. Okay. And they uh, got one of the Watchmen producers as a showrunner. this show is MCU? No. This is Sony. Oh. The Sony-verse of Marvel characters, or whatever oh, the fuck God. that shit is called. Oh, God. Okay. Right. It's going to be on Amazon Prime. But the executive producer of Watchmen is going to be the showrunner. Mm. So maybe that makes it... I don't know. Maybe eh. makes it better? I don't, I'm not sure if the executive producers would make that show great, but okay. I'm, I'm still like, how Silk is like, like directly tied to Spider-Man. I don't know how you can get around it. The same it. spider that bit him. Yeah, it's... Unless you're treating him like Batman and Titans. <laughs> Where it's just like, he's, you see him swinging in the distance, and you know, just get to see him. I don't know. Are we past that? That was some shit they used to do in Birds of Prey back in the day. Remember? Like, oh, like Batman and Catwoman had a baby, but we never see Catwoman or Batman in the series. <laughs> Or even uh, the Gifted show. Oh, yeah, with the Magneto thing. Yeah, the Ma- Magneto thing. Or even Xavier or Legion. Yeah, The show get... Legion. They tease, oh, your father is really the guy. Oh, they, they show the wheelchair. That's stupid. We get, but then you, we never, get past but then you the, never see him. We got to get past this trope, yeah. man. Like, <laughs> Batwoman with no Batman. Like, same shit. Like, <laughs> this is weird. Clearly, because audiences don't get... I don't know. I don't know what the whole... I don't know what the logic is. Uh, Nothing you want, but we're, we're not going to give it to you. We're in a world where they're starting to do a multiverse. Like, so who, who the fuck cares? Oh, they had to, they had a whole plan of the Suicide Squad on Arrow, but now we're doing a Suicide Squad movie. They had to kill the Suicide Squad off on Arrow because it's the movie. Because it'll be confusing. Yeah, even they'll though be confused. the characters aren't even the same. Like, yeah. Bronze Tiger was in the CW version. Like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. It was like Bronze Tiger and Cupid. Like, it was... a First of all, it was a terrible Suicide Squad in CW. But, like, there was no overlap. So what the fuck was the issue? And they even teased, like, Harley Quinn was there. And yeah, that one shot. You saw the back of her head. Yeah. Man, that shit is stupid. <laughs> but I mentioned the Jonathan Majors thing. Like, oh, yeah, are you going to be in Loki? Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but also, remember I mentioned the Craven the Hunter movie that's coming with Aaron Taylor Johnson? Unfortunately, yes. Well, they're saying that the villain of the movie is going to be Chameleon. How does that make sense? What? <laughs> Well, how is that even a fight? Like, what? I'm like, how did I? Not even just a fight, but what? I don't know. Russian versus German? Is that like the battle? Because <laughs> it wasn't Chameleon German? I don't remember. I don't remember. But like, why? Why, why is that a thing? Why know. would Chameleon have beef with Craven? Why would Craven have beef with Chameleon? I don't know. The, the names start with C. Why right? Chameleon <laughs> can only shape shift? He doesn't have super strength or anything. So how would that even be a? F- I don't know. I don't know how that's. A, like I said, how's that a fight? I don't understand. 
it was just like let's just take two characters from Spider-Man and make them in the same movie. Fuck it. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. The villain should have been Battle Beast from Invincible. <laughs> <laughs> that'd have been a much better villain it makes sense at least <laughs> thematically the same <laughs> but also with that we got our first look of uh, the new costumes and things like that and Shazam Fury of the Gods oh yeah I just saw that before I came over it looks sick and also with that we uh, got a leaked first look of what Jane Foster is going to look like in Thor Love and Thunder Oh, on the left. Oh, okay. So basically, like the, I mean, they've been super accurate with the comics so far. So that makes sense if it looks super accurate to the comic book Jane Foster. I'm also curious, and I'm gonna. This is I'm asking you. How do you think she gets me on there? Is me on was destroyed in Ragnarok? Oh well, I mean, oh yeah, I guess Steve Rogers did take back the Elder Molnir. Wait, in that in that picture, she's got Molnir, Molnir, and he's got Stormbreaker. Yeah, you see her. You see her holding it. Some multiverse of madness shit's got to happen for her to get that Molnir back. Because <laughs> otherwise, it would make more sense if they never got rid of the Molnir um, from the timeline. But the fact that she's got Molnir, Molnir, or maybe the giant uh, Tyrion makes her a new one since he's the one that made those weapons in the first place. They fix maybe his they hands. Lose his hands. Yeah, they maybe they fix his hands. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> but yeah it's a good question I mean but I, it also depends on what the villain's doing if Gore's going through the multiverse killing other gods right maybe she gets a Molnir from Dead Thor maybe maybe it's not even our Jane maybe don't know or it's not our it's a multiverse meal like like what the uh, like the original that's what the original Molnir was not the original but the in game Molnir was multiverse Molnir that's what I'm saying it could be a multiverse meal in there yeah. but, it, but it is our Jane what do you think is more interesting? It being our Jane or it being a Jane from a different universe? Jane from a different universe. Me too. Because I think it'd be, I, I just like the fallen mentor figure passes on the mantle trope. So I like the idea of a Thor dying and she gets the, like if Gore killed Thor of that universe and she got the hammer and then went to go stop Gore and that's how she runs into our universe's Thor. I prefer that than like, oh, we broke up. And but, they now- also, but they also said they're going to do the cancer storyline too. See, I, I even prefer that being a different Jane. I don't like the idea that the last time we heard about Jane, they broke up. It was a joke. And then she's going to pop up. They're going to have to explain that she got cancer. And they're going to have to explain that somehow she got Molnir. Like, you know I mean, it's all the same Jane. But if it's a different Jane from a different universe, you could explain that in her backstory. And it wouldn't be like, well, what the fuck? You didn't even mention you had cancer and was going through chemotherapy this entire time you've been MIA in the, in the main timeline? That's weird. Well, they haven't been talking. <laughs> I know, but the fact that the last time they spoke was that joke of them just breaking up, and it's like, oh, I had cancer too, by the way. What? Like, it adds another level of like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> but uh, also with that, speaking of things being weird, also be tragic if that version of Jane, because then it'd be reason for him to get back with Jane. Because if he meets a Jane from a different universe that saw him die, and she herself is dying it might motivate Thor to want to get back in contact with our Jane to be like, fuck, like, I just love my life. I do need to reach out again if, if you know, what if, she, what, if just, what if this Jane dies by the end of the movie? They probably won't do that. But. Yeah, they probably, I'm like, they probably won't do that. They're like, no, girl power. <laughs> Girls can't be killed. <laughs> but uh, speaking of things being weird, so there's rumors that, uh, you know, Hulk's son, Scar, He's yeah. supposed to appear in She-Hulk. 
I'm like, when did he have to? When? I guess there was time that he was in uh, he was in uh, what the fuck, the planet. I can't think of the name of the planet. It's all it's all Sakar. Okay. So his son is Scar, and the planet is Sakar. He was on that planet for a while, so I guess maybe he was fucking some bitches <laughs> and had a child. Cause I'm like, when 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 would you even say he had a son? Wait, 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 wait. I, I lost the beginning. So uh, his son Scar is gonna be in this in the MCU and she hulk in the She-Hulk show. That makes no sense. There's a rumor. Oh, cuz that rumor would make no sense. <laughs> cuz yeah, in the Planet Hulk storyline, that was a whole thing. Like that was like a big part of it was him falling in love with that chick with the old power or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> so for that to be like an afterthought like oh by the way I fucked some bitch and there's my son that I never mentioned yeah that I never mentioned <laughs> that's weird I don't or like maybe that maybe he just doesn't know does he know how they all like coming to America there's a son you don't know about oh I hope they don't do that with Scar man that'd be like the worst backdoor way to bring him into the series <laughs> yeah I don't know <laughs> I honestly didn't even like Scar that much in the comics as a concept so like I I don't know and I don't even know that as far as I know they haven't really done anything with them. That's what I'm saying. Like you don't I, I don't like when they give children to characters, but there's no real story motivation behind them except oh he's one of new Hulk. Because then it's like okay then what why isn't he more important to the Hulk storyline moving forward? Because he's not. It's just like oh yeah I do have a son anyway. <laughs> anyway. Well speaking of something being very important for the to the storyline. Or not that important to the storyline. So, this is where we get into the to the not nitty gritty, but okay. the the beginning of my sex when I when I was talking like this. So I actually should change my voice. Oh my god! <laughs> so Jordan, the showrunners for Harley Quinn season three <laughs> said that in the show they wanted to inc- include a scene where Batman was performing. Obviously, you weren't, they weren't going to show it. It's not a rated R show, but like, or it is kind of rated R. It is a rated R show. But like, they wanted to say Batman was just finished performing oral sex on Catwoman. Uh-huh. And DC said, no, you can't do that because <laughs> heroes don't do that. The best quote. <laughs> I, guess the, I think the quote is what made it like take off in terms of like social media. <laughs> heroes don't do that. <laughs> So yeah, they were just like, you can't, you can't do heroes that. Heroes don't you, <laughs> you can't do that. You absolutely cannot do that. They're like, heroes don't do that. So we said, are you, so we said, are you saying heroes are just selfish lovers? They were like, no, it's that we sell consumer toys for heroes. It's hard to sell a toy if Batman is also going down on someone. First question. And I'm like, do you sell toys of that show? That's what I Because bullshit. Not even, not even just that, but I'm like, are you selling a toy of Batman going down on Catwoman? Like, I mean that too. But, <laughs> but let's 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 go down his line of reasoning. Are there even toys from that series? Not that I'm aware of. Because it's not a kid's show. No. It's, it's a rated, rated R, R show yeah, with rated death R show. and cursing and a bunch of other shows. So I'm like, I don't think that would be the tipping point of why you couldn't advertise or make toys for this series. Like, you know, I mean, there's, there's a million other reasons why you couldn't make toys for that series. But let's take a step outside of that very narrow argument. Let's look at Batman in general. Batman's done a lot of fuck. He fucked Batgirl. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> like so, and you, y'all allowed that to happen. Yeah, that's his daughter's age. That's his homeboy's daughter. Like, and that's cool. But he can't give oral sex to a woman he was married to in the comics. That they're both of the same age, of the same adult consenting age. That's not cool. Heroes don't do that. <laughs> that's so weird. 
It's such a weird stand, a hill to die on. Of like, nah, heroes. <laughs> and you could tell that was like some old white man, yeah, an old, old white man, a, fl- a flustered old white man that got like called out on the spot and he didn't have real answers. So he's like, I don't know. Heroes don't do that. <laughs> so it's like, and I, I, again, I want to see what the guy looked like because you know he's a fat old white guy. <laughs> it's like, no, heroes don't do that. <laughs> so it's like bullshit. It was, it's very weird. <laughs> you let especially like, welcome. and I've saw and I've seen people say like, hey. He has the only part of his body he's not covering is his mouth. Yeah, and he has handles on his head. On his head, so you think she's not holding the handles? As oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it's not handles. This is justice ears. Yeah, it's, it's ears for justice, yeah. <laughs> not for cunnilingus. <laughs> and then of course, like this thing blew up everywhere. Like everybody's oh, yeah. making jokes. It's hilarious. Making <laughs> jokes about Batman being a trash lover. They say, "Oh, well, Oliver Queen. I bet you he eats black canaries." Like, look at that beard. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I posted about that where it was like, or uh, Superman. Uh, Superman's been married to Lois for years. You don't think he's you don't think he's petting the kitty? Oh yeah, super speed tongue tongue action with yeah. Superman. But yeah, Oliver. You saw the thing I posted. Like the uh, there was like a a Green Arrow account on Twitter uh, talking as if they were Green Arrow, being like, "All right, well, I guess I'm gonna have to call out." Batman because I'm not like that. No, and I didn't sh- see it. But it was panel. It was canon. It was actually panel from a comic, and it was black. Black Canary and him in bed together, and he was like, "All right, uh, Miss Canary, it's time for me to go like to to." To pay a visit to Sherwood Forest. First of all, no, gross. I saw, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like gross. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. And then, he, and then he he proceeds. You see his head go down on her body, and all you see is her face, and she's like, "Oh, it's so corny. Oh, but it feels good." But I'm like, I don't care. There's a there's a panel in the comics where Ant, Hank Penn Ant Man shrinks himself to go between to go like down on. That's uh, weird. To go down on Wasp. That's real weird. Like well, go between go go to her crack. Or wasn't whatever. that a he like eats her ass or but, something? But wasn't like that. that a scene from um uh the boys? Where remember that they were in the yeah they but they got that from <laughs> the panel. That's so fucking weird. But you gotta assume if you're a superhero, you're the most freaky because you got all these different powers that you can use in bed. <laughs> you're definitely gonna use. <laughs> well, Batman has a half power, so he's. But, but I don't so, give a fuck. So he's my, jealous. But my point with the Green Arrow thing was just, I don't care how good of a fucking uh, carpet muncher you are. When I mean, you call that shit Sherwood Forest, that's gross. <laughs> Turn off. <laughs> Sherwood Forest, that implies there's a lot of <laughs> bushes down there. <laughs> I mean. Black Canary got a big old Sherwood bush. Maybe, maybe she didn't shave. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Just as bushy as my beard, baby. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but yeah, here it is. I was looking for it. Uh, Hank, please. No more. Mm. All right. All right, John. Your turn. John? Oh, okay. So, But who's John? Hank Pym is John? I don't get it. Where do you see John? Oh. All right, John? You know what it says? John? No, Jane. Oh, Jan. All right, Jan. Your turn. Oh, he was speaking. Okay. Okay, but your turn. Is she gonna become a little wasp and go inside your dick? Like, what's happening? Like, what is? What can she do with being small? (laughs) That's gonna make it. You know, I had a fetish for Tinkerbell, right? (laughs) So you gotta cosplay as Tinkerbell, maybe, maybe. Get small like Tinkerbell and suck my dick. Maybe. Actually, now that I say that out loud, it's kind of hot. All right, never mind. All right, Jan. <laughs> Let's do but this. But she won't be able to fit it. <laughs> well, she can. She's got, she doesn't get the, like ant size, right? She can control how big or small she is, so she can be like action figure size, right? That's still... I'm not saying, I'm not saying fucking action figure. I'm saying that if... 
It's so gross. But you try to suck your dick. Like, unless you have a human-sized mouth. I'm not saying, okay, not suck. Lick with your tiny Tinkerbell size, size mouth. <laughs> you know, in the same way, and this is getting kind of kind of sexual, but in the same way where a guy might like a woman with a smaller hand because it makes the junk look big. What the fuck? Imagine a, a woman Tinkerbell size trying to give pleasure to your dick, but the, your dick is the size of her whole body. You're going to feel like you're massive. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so maybe that's why. It's hot to what him. What the fuck? What, what are you looking at? I done went down a rabbit hole. What'd you find? Look, <laughs> this is not canon, but oh my god, <laughs> what the hell? But yes, this is what I would do if I had that ability. I become a a, a, a dildo person. Ant <laughs> Man became a dildo first woman. <laughs> oh my god! I, I think it. I think it blew up because just the imagery. Or like the, the the mental concept of a superhero going down is hilarious. What the fuck am I looking at right now? He shrunk himself small enough, but not so small. Oh, he's... <laughs> her clit is like the size of like a baseball. So he's able to work the clit in the way that no man can. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. But at the same time, if I had superpowers, I would do the same shit. I mean, we talked about Black Lightning using his lightning powers to like... Hey, he's right. You never had Black Lightning before, baby. (laughs) (laughs) What is an orgasm if not small electrical impulses into your brain, right? So, theoretically, you can make sex feel way better just with electrical pulses. Damn, superpowers. This is bullshit. (laughs) He's easy mode. If I was Beast Boy, oh, it'd be over. Kidding me? Yeah, but that's not it. She, yeah, she didn't become small. She's just yeah, giving him a hand job. You could be, <laughs> be normal size for that. <laughs> All right, this podcast has devolved from Michael question, showing me superhero the, porn now. But the question is, Jordan, are you like Batman? <laughs> Hell no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm all up in there. Do Power Rangers do that? <laughs> yes, Power Rangers do do that. <laughs> the Morphin Grid, it's a great responsibility, so that includes oral pleasure. <laughs> Even with their metal mouths. <laughs> they have, like, metal ma- metal face masks, but... Yes, they're this, still... This is blurry, but, like... <laughs> Jesus Christ. But that's what it... If I had a, a, a Tinkerbell fetish, that's exactly what I would do. You can give a one-person bukkake party to your girl if it's just you and she's, like, action figure size. Yes. You tell me you wouldn't? You would. We all would. Don't lie. <laughs> we all do it. It's a little weird. <laughs> it's a little weird, but... Hey... Power, power, power corrupts absolutely, right? <laughs> but also with that, so my, my question going down more down this rabbit hole, what is, we're saying, if we're saying Batman doesn't like to pet the kitty, what other heroes do you think are the same way? That don't want to go don't. down with somebody? Number one on his list is Goku. He doesn't even kiss his wife. Like, come on. Yeah, he isn't. Okay, that's that's actually probably the best answer because yeah, he's never kissed his wife, which is extra creepy. He's had two kids. <laughs> two kids. <laughs> what does that mean? That that means he's fucked his wife at least twice and have never kissed her. <laughs> and she she's never brought it up. Like that's that's extra weird. That's why she's always angry. <laughs> um. No, but she is definitely. I think he's a great lover. <laughs> is he though? 
Maybe Vegeta is. Is it somebody who's like, so oh, Vegeta? Yeah. Somebody was like, oh, of course, he's of course he's not gonna have time to to give his wife pleasure. If he did, how would he be able to kill? He wouldn't have been able to kill Boo. <laughs> I was like, maybe if he gave his wife pleasure, he'd have killed Boo quicker. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm like thinking, oh, Endeavor. <laughs> There's no way. He's got a fucking fire mustache. He ain't going down on you. <laughs> he could get rid of it. He could, but he's not. <laughs> I don't even think he would take off his costume. <laughs> Probably not. Well, I mean, he has like 12 kids. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he did anything more than just straight up. I don't, I don't think it was any foreplay. It was just like, look, bitch, this is what it is. You got to pump out these kids for me. We got to be all my <laughs> I saw somebody say Cyclops, and I'm like, nah, I disagree with that. You don't get somebody Why like... Cyclops? You don't get somebody like Emma Frost, and you're not... I would sooner say Wolverine than Cyclops. Nah, Wolverine. I, I'm not saying Wolverine <laughs> wouldn't. I'm just saying I would sooner say Wolverine than Cyclops. Why Cyclops? I guess, because people think of the animated... He's so up, he's, well, he's not, like, people think of the animated series as Cyclops. Yeah, they think of the 90s cartoon... And it's like, but that's not sight. Like that's not, just like that's not Jean Grey. That's not Cyclops. Oh. Like comic book Cyclops is way different than what you saw in that co- in that nineties cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got more, way more layers. He's just yeah, Boy so, Scout. So and, most most people think of that version, and they're like, oh yeah, Cyclops isn't going downtown. No, nah, I take. I'm like, yeah, no, you can't. I don't think you can get a woman like and keep a woman like Emma Frost. I'm about to say Emma and Jean. Yeah, no way. Ain't no way. <laughs> He's got to be doing something right. <laughs> So I definitely uh, Doctor Doom is on one of the, on that list too. Like, but he's not a hero. You said didn't you? He's a well, hero, or villain. Well, villains. I feel like most villains. You know who? Uh, hmm. All for one. His name. He don't even have a mouth. <laughs> he's got a mouth. He doesn't have a nose. It's different. No, his is his mouth. No, he's got a mouth. He doesn't have eyes oh, yeah, and a nose. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, okay. Yeah, which is also that kind of hurts the, the the oral pleasure too. My nose is all up in that shit. I don't know what. Oh, I went talking to him. Like, I don't know about you, Michael. I don't know. Wait, wait. <laughs> Never mind. I mean, now nah, my nose. I'm, I'm all. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm deep in it. Are you? Yes. I need a demonstration. <laughs> like what? Now? What are you talking about? I have a vagina, Jordan. <laughs> It's called. A, I have further questions. It's called a bujina. A bujina. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I guess. I guess you could like all day just kind of list characters you think would be selfish lovers. And it's kind of it's kind of a fun thought experiment. <laughs> yeah, I made a video. I was, yeah, I said Doctor Doom. I can totally see him. T'Challa. What do you think? No, T'Challa. No. T'Challa's a great lover. He's he's he's, he's going. But he's down. a king. He's going down on storm. But he's a king. But he's still. Doing Maybe it. she taught him. But you think at first? Yes. You know what I'm going by? I'm just going by your royal penis is clean, your highness. <laughs> so I'm going by fucking no, I definitely think coming to America stands. But like Icon, he definitely ain't black Republican. <laughs> I can see that. He's definitely not going down. <laughs> black Republican. But like I could totally see Doom oh. saying, you want me to do what? Doom doesn't do that. I, I'm about to say, yeah. like, Doom, Doom will not disgrace yeah, Doom himself. Does not, Doom, Doom doesn't please. He gets please. <laughs> Yeah, hundred <laughs> like percent that. But oh, yeah, man. we can we can move on because yeah, we can keep naming. It's fun. <laughs> it's a fun thing. Uh, but this is the final final news final news thing. It's not so fun. Okay. So Anthony Mackie's facing some internet backlash because uh, of his Honda commercial. <laughs> well, no, no, well, besides that, wait, did we even talk about that? We watched it, but what do you even talk you did, about? You it? did talk about it. Oh, okay. I'm the like, coo- that's about the, the cooning and all that. Yeah. Ah, oh, shucking and jiving. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. But uh, he was doing an interview on Variety. Okay. 
And people are saying that they took his comments, uh, they they took his comments out of context or whatever. I don't know. I could just go by what I read. Okay. But basically, he was asked about the Sam and Bucky ship and what did he think about it? People shipping Bucky and Sam. Mm. And so he said, so many things are twisted and convoluted. There's so many things that people latch on with their own devices to make themselves relevant and rational. The idea of two guys being friends and loving each other in 2021 is a problem because of the exploitation of homosexuality. It used to be guys could be friends. We can hang out and it was cool. You would always meet your friends at a bar, you know? You can't do that anymore because something as pure and beautiful as homosexuality has been exploited by people who are trying to rationalize themselves. What? So something that's always been very important to me is showing a sensitive masculine, masculine figure. There's nothing more masculine than being a superhero and flying around and beating people up. But there's nothing more sensitive than having emotional conversations and a kindred friendship hmm. with someone that you care, care about and love. Parts of that I don't agree with other parts i do parts of like the the weird with any of it <laughs> the part where he's talking about becoming being relevant like what does that mean like what is he talking about that to to so people have a platform to talk about it like they're they're just jumping on like oh if i say they're gay then i have got a platform and people are gonna what give me clout because he says, yeah to make themselves relevant and rational yeah, that's what i'm saying that's what i'm that, saying like what? i don't know what that means i'm like gay people are shipping not on not the only people but gay people ship sam and bucky like what is that rational and relevant like i don't get yeah so i'm like that part confused me i don't understand that i don't know or even you're getting say, clout even saying, it implies you're getting clout from being like i ship sam and bucky or even saying things are twisted and convoluted i'm like what does that mean I mean, even if you think that, I feel like the twisting and convolution comes from the creators themselves who are throwing out mixed messages. Yeah, so that, and, that's, and another, mixed and that, that's, that's another thing, too. Like, and I've talked about it on this show. Like, the, the, there's been a lot of queer baiting. Mm. And even you said, oh, no, I see it. You're mm. like, I'm not even gay, and I see it. Like, I want, I want, I'm like, oh, I want to talk to you about it. Because even I see like. It's like it's not like people are making or pulling this shit out of nowhere. It was definitely the joke. Like, it, like they whether literally, they literally went to couples therapy. Yeah, whether or not you think it's right or wrong, or but I, in terms of gayness being a joke, but the joke that I saw coming up over and over again for within the show was like, oh, they're kind of like a couple. Ha, ha, ha. They're kind of like a couple. Ha, ha, ha. You know what I mean? But and that's that kind of already implies a shipping. I'm not saying it's. It's what the the actual text is there, but the subtext is definitely the, the implication that. Or even like the whole thing with Bucky uh-huh. and the tiger photos. See that that's more of a stretch to me because I didn't get that as a reference. Oh. I get what you're saying with like that's a, a gay thing, but uh, for me, which exactly because it's a gay thing. I was just thinking, why would a, they put that in the show? I just thought that was a dating service. Or thing. even them saying. A dating app thing, or even the director or showrunner. Oh, is Bucky get? Is Bucky gonna be bisexual? That stuff. Keep, keep watching. That's the stuff I'm talking about. Where it's like, if it's convoluted, it's because the people who made it didn't give straight answers. So of course it's gonna be like speculation and convolution there. But I don't think it's coming from something random. It's something that's inherently part of the story. And they made it part of the story. They made those couple jokes. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that, that doesn't have to apply. They're gay. 
but I don't think it should be like a where are you where are you seeing this? It's like this is I don't like it makes no sense for you to see that or read that in this. It's like but it, you kind of spelled it out yourself. And I think it's just that, but like it's not like shipping only applies to gay people. People ship Zuko and Katara. People ship Ron and Hermione. Yeah, Anthony Mackie has been for years saying I want to get with Black Widow. I want my character to get with Black Widow. He shipped him in Black Widow. He just wants a sex scene with Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> or people ship people ship Steve and Natasha. But yeah, I don't hear people saying. Oh, why can't a man and a woman just be platonic friends? Why does it always have to be a heterosexual relation? No, people only say that when it comes to gay things. Oh, uh, why does a man and a woman? Uh, I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but that was something that I thought with the Black Widow Steve relationship and, and Winter Soldier. That I kind of liked it that they were just friends, even though they might have had some kind of chemistry. But oh, maybe what we interpret as chemistry is just them being friends. But no, my point is people have shipped them. Oh. But yet, that's there's no problem with that. People shipping when it comes to heterosexual relationships. But then when people ship gay relationships, it's always, oh, why does it always have to be gay, bro? Mm. Because it's never gay. Like outside, and I've, I made a video about this. He'd too. only have an argument if there were no like actual allusions to it in the series. But not even just that. But I'm like, outside of like Brokeback Mountain, name me one mainstream movie where they started out as friends and then it ended up being a gay platonic. A gay romance. Love Simon. <laughs> no, they weren't even. Really, they weren't even really friends. Uh, I'm like, uh, no. Uh, forget every movie. Let's just talk superhero movies because I, I have a reference for that. None. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, like, what is this? Like, I, I hate this conversation of people saying, why does it always have to be gay? It never is fucking gay. So what do you, where's this? Tell me, show me where the always is. Maybe what people are talking about when they say always, they're talking about. Like, damn near every movie is a bromance about two, oh, these two men are very intimate, like intimate friendship and deep bonds and connections and everything like that. And it's, ne- it's never, it's never a gay thing. It's always, and it's not to say those type of movies shouldn't exist or you know deep male friendships without a romance angle but that's like but that's every single fucking movie or TV show or every time you see an interview they always talk about or the Sam and Bucky I mean Steve and Bucky thing oh yeah these two have a very intimate deep friendship or yeah. whatever on a on a very you know intimate level yeah. but yet it's not a romance level or like uh, any buddy cop movie they yeah. start off they start off hating each other but then they've Develop these bonds and love. And <laughs> I'm like Hitman's Wife's bodyguard. Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson end up together. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> Forget, get out of here, <laughs> beautiful Eva Mendez. We don't want your giant tits and ass in the round here. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, but it's, it's virtually every freaking movie. But I keep seeing people say the same argument. Why does it always have to be gay? Mm. When is it gay? Like, let me know. You tell me, and then I will understand your argument. Maybe the argument is the discourse around these issues, because it's never gay every time there is, especially recently in the past like five years plus, there's always that conversation, because I think there's a segment of the population that does want to see it happen. They do want to see themselves represented. But because people talk about it, to the other side, they're like, why does everything got to be gay? Just like with me talking about colorism. I'm like, oh, does everything have to be a racial angle? Even when they try and be diverse, it's still a conversation about diversity. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's that. Where it's like, oh, it's it's not so much what we're seeing. It's the discourse around what we're seeing. But there wouldn't be any discourse around it. If, if you saw it. If you saw it, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I agree with that too. Even with the Afro-Latino, going back to the Afro-Latino conversation, like you think about Telemundo, which is about Hispanic representation. Yeah. You never see any Afro-Latino. No, I won't say never. 
whatever. The only time you see Afro Latinos in Telemundo is if they're playing a prostitute or a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. It's always the same thing. Yeah. People complain about that all the time. You never see people on Telemundo, Afro Latino person in Telemundo playing like yeah. a leading love interest type yeah. of character. Or I even just mentioned like America Chavez, the yeah. casting with that. Mm-hmm. Look who they cast. The light, the most lightest skin. But you hear people say, "Oh, well, she's actually indigenous." Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's still the, like the lightest skinned indigenous person you could find, yeah. even though that's not what the character looks like. It's the same thing with gay gay representation. You barely see any. So of course, when you're in a desert for so long, everything, everything starts like to look like water. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, like there's no there's no queer represent major queer representation in the MCU. Like they yeah. cut out the scene with Valkyrie. They cut out the scene with Oye and Black Panther. I hate that. The, because all we really got is the Joe Russo moment in Endgame. But that's why I it, it makes me jaded to representation. Even though we need representation, but it also makes me jaded to it because it's like you're not even doing it f- because of the right reasons. You're just doing it because you want to make money or you want to be able to advertise your thing by making it a headline. Like, oh, we've got gay representation in this, but then you actually see the thing, and it's like, but we cut out. The yeah, scene. that's the thing. Like, yeah, we well, cut even, out the scene where it actually was representation. Even when but they, they're there, yeah. Even when they <laughs> even when they do do it, it's not like it's not even good. No, like it's, remember the Star Wars thing. I'll never forget that where it was like, oh, the gay representation in Star Wars. But if you look real close in the background where you can see them hugging, like, what? They're not even main characters. <laughs> but they had a whole article pushing it as if it was that big of a deal. You know what I mean? Like, I even talked about in Dragon Age. Like, they, they had a, you know, you could, you, could be, you could choose to be gay in Dragon Age Origins. But I was like, the gay storyline's not even that interesting. So I didn't even go, I didn't even do it. Mm. I mean, I did it to see what it was. But I was like, when I play the game, I do with Morgan. Because I'm like, that's way more interesting. Mm-hmm. It's like the gay romance is just like, oh, you're like guys? Yeah. Okay, let's fuck. Okay, we like you. We, we love each other. It was like, it's like, now no, let's never speak of it again. Yeah, there's like, there's like no interest in the story, or even in Mass Effect 3. Well, out of the randomly going back to that, like, and in the very, oh, yeah, you could in the very third now. Mass Effect game, you could, he could, you could have Shepard hook up with a guy. Yeah. But again, I'm like, he was such a generic dude, too. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Like, not, you, they like picked that, the generic, the one, the, the, the story, non-option. the story where it was more interesting is if you could romance Vega, but like, that's not what they're doing. They did the random guy where it's like, oh, yeah, you could do this. Like, it wasn't interesting so it's like yeah. because i'm more of a story person i don't i don't even do that like yeah, yeah it's representation but it's like it's not even not even something i care about. like who cares about this storyline it's not even yeah. it's not interesting so i'd rather go the the other route like in, in mass effect 2 i romance jack because that was more interesting because ultimately it's not about the representation it's just about and hey, jack is a girl if you don't know yeah. in uh, mass effect uh, yeah very tomboy looking yeah chick. yeah she's hot though <laughs> but I'm like that was that was a more interesting storyline. Yeah, because she, her arc was more interesting. Yeah, she was very closed off and cold. So romancing her had her open up. Yeah, yeah, and then he opened her up. Ah, uh, see what you did there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I agree. It's it's a thing where eventually they really should instead of just teasing it, actually do it. Because like they didn't even have to tease it. They didn't have to even bait the way they did. You and they're not mean? even just that, but like, even if like, okay, so people are shipping Sam and Bucky, okay, and yeah, his response is weird. Like, who is that hurting? Yeah, like it. Again, I can see like why I you're said, saying his Anthony response. Mackie has shipped him and Black Widow. Yeah. So like, what's the difference? To me, it's the. And as far as I know, I don't think they've dated in the comics. No, no, he hooked up with Jane Foster Thor though. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. 
But I'm like, what's the difference between that and and Sam and Bucky? The biggest difference is like they've actually got like there's been seeds, like you mentioned, seeds with like Bucky, more so Bucky than Sam, but Bucky being queer. Mm-hmm. I mean, just coming off the heels of that, all of that shipping with Steve Rogers over, over all those years, you kind of go in their prime thinking like, yeah, maybe he's bi. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I totally see where you're coming from. They need to just pull the trigger on it and actually do it rather than tease it for the sake of advertising and marketing their shit. And supposedly they're, they're going to do, do it in Inhumans, but I'm just like... Inhumans? I mean, not Inhumans. I'm about to say, I'm like, oh, is it worth it? <laughs> Eternals, but I'm oh, like... Eternals. Mm. Will they, though? They're probably, yeah, that. they're probably going to be a moment where they like hold hands That's in the background. Too it's too main. I don't buy that because it's too mainstream. I could sooner see them doing it in a series than in a movie because in the movies, they want to keep placating China. And China, that's a no-no in China. No, they're no, no. they're going to hold hands in the background. and be like, Gay representation. I'm sure that's what it's going to be. I'm not even going to assume it's anything other than that. Or they're just going to be just like, oh, I got to say bye to my husband. Maybe, maybe they'll kiss one time. Maybe. At the end of the movie. For like two seconds. Did they even have Sulu kiss his husband in Star Trek? I didn't see it, but I don't think so. It was literally one scene where he was like leaving a ship and he hugged his husband or something. But I don't even, I think there was nothing more than that. It wasn't even, I don't even think they kissed. But just the implication of like, see, they're gay. And now we'll write a bunch of articles about it and we'll advertise our entire movie based on that. But don't be mad when you get into the theater and you see that it's not the representation we kind of build it as. It's like, mm. yeah. You know, so I get it. His response is what made it controversial because he could have phrased that. Yeah. Now, now everybody's saying, "Oh, he's homophobic." I don't think he's homophobic. I don't I think, think homophobic what either. Com- I mean, he's did, he's done movies where he's played gay, yeah. and then the whole strike. I mean, strike Yeah, I was gonna say that too. Even though technically he wasn't, because he was yeah. banging a he was banging a girl, kinda. <laughs> no, Ludi Lin was banging a girl. He was banging well, yeah, his, Lin. He, he was banging his homie. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying, but he didn't actually. He wasn't actually doing it. I know, but <laughs> still. The implication. But Anthony Mackie himself is played, so I'm like, I don't think he's homophobic. I think what his his comments were trash. Yeah, I think he just phrased. Yeah, he it, worded. Boy. It was very clunkily worded. Yeah. He probably should have just shut it. Probably should have just said, I mean, whatever. If you like people ship, I ship. Like you, like you said, I ship me and Black Widow. People want to ship me and Bucky, whatever. He could have made, yeah, he could have made a coy joke about it. Yeah, like in the same way. Even just saying the the show made coy jokes. Or even just saying like the whole idea of like, oh yeah, superheroes are supposed to be masculine. Like basically, basically like yeah, that gay shit. That's not for superheroes because they're they're not masculine. So I feel like like, what are you trying to say? I feel like in the way from the way he phrased it, it almost felt like he took it personally, like. Because there is that thing where he, people feel like uh, they're trying to demasculate men in Hollywood. So maybe that's where he was coming at it from. Like he was what like, oh, oh, like, oh, oh, I'm so- Cap. I got to be gay because I'm Cap now. Like, nah, man, nah. They tried to like, do that with you, Miles like, Morales. Are you trying to say like somebody like a Midnight and Apollo because they're both gay that they're not masculine as hell? No, but I think that Even is... not as DC, but still. Like, yeah, yeah. But maybe that's just the insinuation. That's just how... That's... I'm not saying that's even my argument. I'm just saying that's what, how people feel. No, that is. I mean, that that is how the one in, like if the gay just automatically means being demasculinized. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's where. He was, but doesn't it seem like he kind of like got triggered by it a little bit? Like, you don't phrase it like that. Probably because it's probably it because seems like he got triggered. It's probably because he's probably mad because it's some of the fan art. He was a bottom to Bucky. <laughs> <laughs> Cap can never be a bottom. That's, that's, that's what he's probably mad at. Cap is the top of the 50 states. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, if he was probably the top, he probably would have been like, oh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just the way it reads, it did, or, or, you know, the way it sounds, it sounded like he got unnecessarily triggered for some reason. So that 
might imply like that might be why he phrased it the way he did because it didn't seem necessary. Even with, even with like Luca, like I've seen uh uh it reviewed on on uh online and people because people Pixar are, movie yeah the, the Pixar movie so people are saying it's que- heavily queer coded, queer coded yeah so it's not outright it's not like actually explicitly gay no of course not uh, it's Pixar so it's, it's, it's implied that they're gay merkids I don't well, understand this well because cause, well just the storyline in a sense of like again I haven't seen it but people reviewing it basically saying like they're trying to hide who they are they're hiding their mer self from this town that hates mer people mm. so they're trying to assimilate and fit in with them and trying to you know hide who they but sometimes it comes out and you know yada yada then you have these two men these two boys that are friends with each other and they're trying to you know uh I guess one is trying to be like a mentor figure and they become really close and yada, yada, yada. So they're saying it's very queer coded. Got you. Okay. But then I saw one person saying, no, it's just about friendships. Same argument. Why does everything have to be gay? Like, why is it always not gay? It's mm. about these two close friends. <laughs> like, does, does it hurt you if it's gay? <laughs> like, it's like, it's not gay, goddammit. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, I get there needs to be more representation. Yeah, representation. But it's not, it's not always gay. It's not just like, it, it never is. <laughs> well, it needs to just be explicit. And point. even with that, like you could take that one. Any- why not make it explicit? Like, if it was supposed to be that, though, why not just make it explicit? Like, is it? Why are they saying that they're saying that the writer didn't intend that? He's like, it's about like, oh, his best friend and 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 height and like how they were close or whatever. But it's not a gay allegory, huh? I don't know. I gotta I don't watch know. it to even have an opinion on it, but. Clearly, we're at a point. I'm like, but even with that, you had the mermaid angle. What, what I and feel trying is like, to hide who you're trying to hide who you are. I, and yeah, with that, you could put that with any. It could be anything. Yeah. It could be anything. You could be like, if you're neurodivergent, if you're like autism, you're like you could maybe try to hide your 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 neurodivergency or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, you could take that with any parallel, but it does. But that also means it could apply to being gay. Yeah. I feel like in the zeitgeist right now, or people trans. are chomping. Like you said, if you're in a desert and everything looks like water, I feel like the zeitgeist right now, we need to have it kind of out there. The fact that we haven't just had it spelled out. Like, why isn't the Murkid movie about being? Why couldn't it be? Like, that's it's not like that's even like a super high blockbuster superhero movie that you gotta appeal to China and the out. You know what I mean? Like, why not make that movie explicitly about that? Like, why not make more movies about that or just things in general? That way it doesn't... I don't know. You know what I mean? But I mean, that's what I was saying. Like, outside of Brokeback Mountain, name one mainstream. That's why I'm making sure I'm pointing that out. mainstream. Mainstream movie or franchise film where... The leading characters, not people in the background or, you know, people in China, like in Star Wars, you can cut it out and it changes nothing of the story. I mean, to be fair, we don't even have, like, that many examples of black-led things like that that are, like, mainstream, mainstream. So, like, Black Panther is such a big deal. So, it's like, we're we're inching toward that. I think in the next, like, five years we'll get there. Why wouldn't we, Right. It's kind of like, isn't that like the order of events? Black is first, then other minorities, and I guess now gay and LGBT issues are going to be the, the last through the, the, the gate. I mean, maybe. Maybe. That's always how it goes, right? Like, there's, there's an order of events. Now we're getting the, China, the, the Asian representation. Now we're getting a little bit of Spanish representation. What's next? Not Native American. No cares about them. So we're going to get gay next. Yeah, no, 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 yeah that's, that's the thing. That, that's the sad reality. I mean, you, you laugh, but that's the sad reality. <laughs> Nobody, nobody cares about them. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. Anyway, but gay's next. <laughs> so, but honestly, I feel like that's what's happening. Black Panther was first through the door, and now everything else is slowly trickling through. 
So maybe, like I said, it'll be a blink if you miss it. That's what they say, right? Black, black and like, whites are. I feel like it's easier to do like, oh, black than Asian, Latina, but then gay. It's like, oh, this is the, the agenda, and that's also the, the th- that's also the thing going on, like because people are back like, like, oh, I don't understand what was wrong with his comments. It's, it's the agenda. The agenda is striking again. There's nothing wrong with his comments. Oh, I'm like, what Anthony a, Mackie? What agenda? seeing representation I mean they're trying to it's one thing if they're trying to cancel him or say he's homophobic that's an extreme reaction but no, I, don't I, think agree, I agree with that but I don't think yeah but I don't think it's unfair to say that his 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 answer is a little problematic because even I'm like I don't I want to be on his side so I'm like why'd you say it like that I don't understand <laughs> why'd you phrase it that way that's that's why I'm like it sounds like he's kind of became, made it personal somehow because otherwise, it'd be so easy just to like that's like softball question. You could have just easily just laughed it off and kept the interview moving, but you had to make it a point to be like, yeah, people try to get clout or like whatever, whatever you said. You know what I mean? Like this is like why say it like that way? That just makes no sense. But anyway, look, he's busy, Michael. He's out there doing Hyundai commercials, <laughs> shucking and jiving for the white man. He's being called gay at the same time. He's not having a good day. <laughs> he's having a bad week. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. But even like the whole comment, like the ex, the exploitation of homosexuality. What does that even mean? That's what I'm saying. Like shit like that is like, what are you saying? What? I'm like convolution. Granted, not all, because shipping is also done by straight women. You know, a lot of gay shit. Like, I mean, my academia. Straight women like watching gay porn. Oh, uh, fuck that. I mean, yeah, but my academia. If you look in the fandom, it's all gay ships between Deku Bakugo. Basically, Deku Bakugo with everybody, every man. I'm like, gay people are shipping Sam and Bucky. So what exploitation of homosexuality? Like, what is that? Mm. But usually, yeah, it's women that ship it too. Yeah, and I mean, like, there are some problematic ships and ships that, like, well, you're just like, what the fuck? Like, like, uh, I know you don't watch it, but Sam and people ship Sam and Dean on Supernatural, and it's like brothers, but they're brothers. <laughs> like, that's fucking disgusting. Incest is fine, Michael. No, it's not. <laughs> I would even oh, give, way to be close-minded over here. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would even I would even give you Loki. I would even give you Thor and Loki. People have shipped Thor and Loki because they're not real brothers. And I'm like, then because yeah, I'm like, if I got if I'm okay if I got, if I'm okay with Barry and Iris, I can, I gotta be okay with Thor and Loki. Even Barry and Iris is weird. Yeah, but that's it canon. is. But I'm like, but it's essentially the same thing. Yeah. Like we were raised as siblings. But, but. <laughs> Sam and Dean are blood. Bro- it's not like oh they're one was raised by another parent. No, they're blood brothers. Like Dumbledore. They have the same. They're not even half brothers. They have the same mother, same father. Yeah, like Dumbledore and Harry Potter. That'd be a fucked up ship. Because which like, I'm pretty sure it probably exists. I'm sure it does. But that's fucked up. But yeah, like, something like that. He's like yeah. twelve and he's like sixty or some shit. <laughs> but yeah, so like I say that to say like yeah, there are some problematic ships. Even even somebody like shipping Ao and Ao and Bucky. I have, I have a problem How's with that. How is that problematic? Because she's canonically a lesbian. Oh, she is? And so it's like, if you in do MCU? that, if you do that, no, in, in comics, she's a lesbian. Oh, well, you know, so in I'm MCU, like, she might not be, you don't know. But, I'm, but still, even if you do that, it's like, it's a racing representation that doesn't exist. Mm. Like, we, are, we have plenty of straight characters. We have no LGBT characters. Yeah. So like, if you take a, a canonically lesbian character and it's like, oh, we're going to put her in a straight relationship, it's like... You're straight washing it. Mm, I see. I see. But what if love doesn't have boundaries, Michael? Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, it's all about progressiveness and understanding. It's all. <laughs> but it's not progressive if you're erasing LGBTQ characters. What if it's not erasing? What if she just had a change of heart because she really loved Bucky? You have no idea. <laughs> then it's erasing. <laughs> That's a good question. What happens if an LGBT character, like, what if someone is lesbian, but they end up falling in love with a person that's not a woman? What happens there? Wait, what? Like, somebody, you, like in real life? Yeah, like in real life. 
Does that erase their identity as an LGBT person? They would be bi. Okay. So what if I was bi? Isn't she still LGBT, right? How's that erasing it? No? No. Oh, okay. Well, you look at me like I'm crazy. I'm just trying uh, to understand. If you're, saying she's, if you're saying she's bi, that's a whole different thing. But in the comics right that be now, the, she's a lesbian. But wouldn't that be the implication if she's a lesbian and then she ends up with Bucky with some, some ship? She wouldn't just be like, I'm straight now, right? She would be bi. Right? That's, but that's a different conversation, though. Okay, well, I, I don't think it would just erase her lesbianness if she ends up with a with a guy. I'm not even saying that's something I want. I'm just saying, like, technically, she wouldn't be erased. Like her lesbian. Yes, it would. Nature would in be the erased. sense in the sense that you never, you never. It's not like in one moment. And plus, again, it would make her bi, not a lesbian. But yeah. in the sense of like, it's still an erasure. In Unless the sense, she outright said like, I'm no longer a lesbian. But it's still, a, it's still an erasure in the sense that we've never seen her with another woman or talk about another oh, woman. Okay. But now all of a sudden she's romancing a guy. Okay, all right. That makes more sense. Because they haven't even established. I was actually in the MCU. Yeah, they even that's what I was like. It. Same thing with like a Wonder Woman. They're like, oh yeah, of course Diana loves women, but when have we seen it? Yeah, 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 exactly. It's only the implication of like, well, you grew up on an island of women, so who else are you going to hook up with, right? <laughs> like, Even though in some ways that's kind of weird too, because like she was the only child on the island, and she grew up. Oh, weird! Ill. Yeah. You made it weird. <laughs> so now all of a sudden <laughs> we are the Amazonians of Nambla. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, I guess that's our week's episode of Blurred Vision. Um, what's next week? Um, more Loki, more My Academia. Uh, are any movies coming out? I don't remember. No. Yeah, whatever. We'll figure so. it out. What you need to do is finish watching Sweet Tooth and or we should watch Superman and Lois. Hmm. No promises, but <laughs> I might try and catch up on Superman and Lois by next week, but no promises. But that's this week's episode of Blur Vision, guys. I mean, we could... We could, we could uh, what? Because, I mean, I got to watch it anyway. Luca. Oh, right. The thing we were just talking about. <laughs> and it'd be good, granted, based on this conversation to see if we see the... You know, the queer subtext, coding. yeah, the queer coding that they've been talking about. Um, but yeah, that's another week's episode of Blur Vision. I've been your host, Jordan, with. Uh, oh, wait. What? what day is it? Oh, no, I can't. I won't be able to talk about it. Because I was like, because I have, remember I said I'd get Black Widow on Monday, but no, I can't talk about it until Tuesday. Oh. And we'll record on Monday, so that won't work. Yeah, no. Yeah. All right, but yeah, it's been this week's episode of Blur Vision. I've been your host, Jordan, with... Uh, Michael, Black Gay Comic Geek on all social media channels. Yeah, and we will see you next week. Peace! You didn't plug yourself. <laughs> well, I said Blur Vision, right? On all social media channels. On all social media channels. <laughs> also, in the Productions. And we will see you next week. Peace! Ciao. <laughs>